The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Thank you for tuning in to UFC Unfiltered. Said like an old lady tuning in, you downloaded. Uh, we hit a million downloads, which we celebrate today with mutual hand releases. Uh, my pal, Jamie Josta from Hatebreed is in studio, a huge MMA fan. We had a great time. Cub Swanson called in. Uh, Chris, the producer, does that at an inopportune time. And uh, Matt is sweating a lot. <laughs> Profusely. UFC and Digital Media present UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton and Matt Serra, powered by Digital Media. Find your voice. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Some shit is going to change around here. <laughs> what is it? We hit a million downloads. Not and to some exp- shit is going to change. Explain to me. That, that's good. A million downloads is, good, is bad. Yeah. They, uh, I have no idea how many people listen, but they're like, well, you just hit a million downloads. That sounds like it's good. So thank you guys so much for the support. We really do appreciate it. I'm very tired today, but I'm, I am really honestly very psyched you know about this. I'm fucking amped. Yeah, I feel great So I'm going to try to pick up the slack with the energy, but I know you, 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 look, you do look tired. I you, am just tired. You showed up with luggage. Yes, I did. So we should introduce Emotional. Um, uh, and go uh, subscribe on iTunes. Give us good ratings or a bad rating if you don't like the show, but give some rating. And like Ted Cruz says, uh, vote your conscience and uh, leave a comment. But thank you guys for supporting us. Uh, a million downloads. I think we did that in a decent amount of time. Uh, it didn't take, you know, six months. So uh, we're really, really happy. I'm just exactly, I'm fucking wiped because I was on a plane. <laughs> and um, we have uh, my pal Jamie Jasta is here. Hi, Jamie. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I'm happy you could come. Um, you're really good. To, well, you're a great guy to talk to when someone's tired because Jamie's a really good interview. He's comfortable. <laughs> well, Some guys don't want it to talk. You're very comfortable. Well, I know he's speaker. he's he's in a band. He's in hate breed. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. And I don't. I'm not. Fam- I'm. I'm just not too familiar with the music. He's gonna. We're gonna talk about that in a second for sure. But what really struck me, I feel right away. I like the guy right off the bat. One, he's very friendly and he has good energy. Two, I love the fucking shirt. Army I love the shirt, Jimmy. Are you are you familiar with um, uh, Army of Darkness and Evil Dead Two? I've and interviewed Bruce Campbell. I, I certainly am. We got to get that motherfucker. Yes, in he's too. a really funny guy. You that was a good Bruce? episode. Oh, you yeah, heard? I listened to that. Yeah. Have you, have you talked to him? He's a very funny dude. No, but I just saw he's hosting like some convention in Chicago, I think, and they're doing. It's like an Evil Dead convention, I guess. Oh wow! Or, or they're the main focus of the convention. Yeah. I like the way he embraces it with everything. Like he doesn't say like oh, I don't want to be typecasted. He's just like. 
he's just like fuck it and he's he, he just uh goes uh, full blown with it but he's on what's the it's he, what is it on stars now Bro, oh oh it's uh it's ash, ash versus evil dead yeah and that's How great it? what it's is great. It? i just started it it's uh it's like a tv show based on him finding the Necronomicon again. He's <laughs> older, and it, it all starts again. You got to yeah, see it. It's, it's like really right good. after the. It's like it takes place after Army of Darkness, which is after the Evil Dead's one and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes like, it's it's basically right now. I'm, I'm in the start of the uh, the first season, and it's basically like he teams up with these two people, and I don't want to give right. away any spoilers, yeah. but. He gets the chainsaw back, and it's it's wild. You got to see it. Did you, ever, did you ever read Necronomicon? Either one of you guys when you were growing up? The what? The Necronomicon. I did. Uh, every I think every kid got that in the Anarchist Cookbook, like no, at an early age. The Book of the Dead. It is. There was that one curse though that if you read it aloud, it was supposed to happen, like the curse of Enki. I think I remember that from like when I was seventeen. I wouldn't read it aloud. No. Even though I thought it was a bunch of shit. I'm like, I'm not reading this out. It said if you read it out loud, let the curse be upon thee. And when they wrote thee, it gave me the creep. Like, out. Fuck that. It did then. Now it sounds I like some read we, we Ouija board shit. I'd probably read it now to prevent myself from coming too fast. But yeah. back then I was. <laughs> I don't think it's the same thing as in Evil Dead it might be i should look that up because i think they just have a similar name it might not even be called the necronomicon in, in the evil dead but it's it's the it's it's a book an evil book that has yeah. the spells in it and he fucks up the the, the uh, how to pronounce he's like me he fucks yeah. up how to pronounce everything <laughs> and uh next thing you know all hell goes uh breaks loose but uh i gotta catch up i gotta watch that show we're promoting that star show now and it's nothing to do with anything but i just i'm so i love that and i watched i caught one see i got small kids so it's hard for me to watch that shit right now because when I get in the bed, we have limited stuff. But uh, we start. I started watching it, and I was into it, and somehow I fell off. But uh, I'm gonna get back into that. Yeah, not a kid friendly show. At no, all. no, no, the no. Kills no, are yeah. great. Like, he, they, <laughs> if I could give away one kill, he, he like the, you know, one of the demons <laughs> throws like a cop like onto a. Uh, uh, a head of like a deer, you know, with the horns and impales them. It's 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 pretty inventive. Like, you right. know, you, you've seen a lot of horror movies. You, you always wonder, are the kills going to get like <laughs> evolved in any way? But it's funny. He's funny. The with gore is the, good too. Yeah, and, but it's some not of like, this, and it's got that that humor that uh, Bruce Campbell is so good at. Like, I saw the one episode I saw where they they stitch shut his uh, his eyes. I don't know what happened. And the lady's trying to talk to him, like, try to stay calm. And he's like, oh, easy for you to say, lady. And he's got the fuck, I don't know, I can't, just, I, I'm not doing it justice, but you guys, it's just, he's so funny, fucking Bruce. Yeah, was he, was he, do you ever, you ever read uh, <laughs> the same thing with the eyes shut? Uh, the diving bell and the butterfly? But true story about the guy who was paralyzed, uh, he had a stroke, and he became locked in, locked in syndrome from the stroke, and he couldn't move or communicate, but he could hear and feel and see everything, and they didn't think he could, so one of his eyes was going blind. So in the movie about his life, they're showing you. They only know this stuff because he eventually wrote a book by blinking. And the guy, oh my god, that's like my worst fear. They shut his. They they sew his eyes shut because it was getting infected or something. And he's awake, and in his mind, he's going, "What are you doing? Stop it! Stop it!" Uh, and they're sewing his eyes shut. Uh, it's a true story I too. Just, I heard about this movie. Yeah, the diving bell and the butterfly. Oh, that's the name of it. I believe so. Yeah. Okay, there's another one where people are getting operated on, and they're they can feel it. And they're, yeah. but they can't express that they can feel it. Oh my God. Yeah. They're like not under anesthesia or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really bad. My, my, um, Bruce Campbell, though, my grandmother was recognizing from this other show. And I thought that was funny. It was like a, it was a, a movie? Burn Notice. What is it? I, wait, I think he was on Burn Notice too. Oh, I've had, I've had to give a few women calls, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like you were saying, he's cool about just acknowledging that he's famous from oh, Evil yeah. Dead, even yeah. though he's done all these other projects, oh, and yeah. he's done like all these TV shows, but he's 
that's what his claim to fame is, <laughs> is he's Ash. Yeah, no, and he's great at it. I think that's why people like him, because he doesn't hide from it. He doesn't try to, uh, you know, be, like, he doesn't try to, like, well, make it more important. It's just, hey, this is this fun cult thing that I did, and I still do, and I, not, I enjoy it. It's not like fucking, what's the guy who played Obi-Wan Kenobi who's ashamed of it? And <laughs> he's like a real good Alec, actor. Alec Guinness? Yes, Alec Guinness. Is he still I heard alive? Was, yeah, I heard he is was. He? haunted by it like people would bring it up to him and he was like oh, he's like some kind of he was from the theater or from this or from that he did all this real serious work and then the guy became a fucking Jedi which he should be proud as fuck yeah, about he was in an iconic and, film uh, yeah and but no man I heard he used to get bent out of shape you know I, I listen I never talked to the guy I'm just saying I heard this I was with Carrie Fisher last night actually that is amazing she hosted oh, a man. gala in Montreal a comedy gala dude you and, uh, out with for Canadian Leia. TV we didn't hang out she's very funny and odd we just said goodnight at the end of the night she's, yeah. a, little, she's a little fragile what do you mean I know. a little, like, little standoffish no 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 she's very nice but a little bit uh, a, a little bit uh frail at the end like she's just you know walking gingerly you know oh. yeah and she's been around for a while but she's nothing like princess leia in real life so it's it's interesting to see because you know how like some people just act and they're just the same person yeah. when you see the interviews yeah. and you go well they're just the same person in real life they're not really acting but she is really different so when i saw the force awakens and i've been used to seeing all these wacky interviews with her and how her body language and everything She's really back in. She's fucking Princess Leia. Yeah, I don't know how she turned it back it. on, but I really yeah. believed it. Like that's yeah, the man. suspension of disbelief, right? It has to I, be there. And first of all, I thought she was great in that. Did you see The Force Awakens? I didn't love it. I, I liked I it didn't, a lot. I didn't like the bad guy. Tell me why you don't oh, like it. I, I like Darth Vader. <laughs> I, I didn't know Darth wasn't going to be in it. I didn't know. I I, I oh, like but that's what I want. Yeah. Not some guy going, you know, I've got emotional trust issues. Oh, oh fucking he, he fruity had that, bad guy. He, he had stunk. <laughs> he had fucking daddy issues. Exactly. I hated him. Yeah. Fucking good. They edited that out, I think. I think they the, the, the setup of that, it's like they, they had to condense it down I, so we didn't maybe get that. Like, why did he have the issues? That was, was a little neglected. But I didn't even care why he had the issues. All I cared about was he stunk as a bad guy. He was a, he was bad, but then he was they they broke that fourth wall and he like they showed you his emotion. I don't want to see his good looking face. <laughs> Fucking show me dark. Ba ba ba. That's what I want. <laughs> Yeah, but wait a second. But nobody even uh, acknowledges about fucking Han Solo. Things were having. Listen, he was having a little tough time with his. He had a troubled teen, or whatever it was. The guy, and then, uh, and then he was like a deadbeat dad. I think he takes off and he goes with Chewbacca. He goes, Chewbacca, let's, let's go back to what we would. Let's go back to smuggling. He yeah. came back into. That's fucking great. Nobody even acknowledges. Everybody's upset about him uh, dying and this and that. Oh man, the guy walked out on his troubled teen, whatever the kid. Kid had to be young. He walked. The guy's having some hard time. And he's like, all right, I'm out. I'm grabbing Chewie and I'm out. Then again, that's what Darth Vader did. Didn't what, he walk out yeah. on a young Luke and Leia? Yes. I mean, and Chewbacca's on. a dead uh, I think actually, too. I think actually. Oh, Chewbacca, oh, that well, ugly fucking hairy I mean, family. <laughs> you ever see the Christmas special? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. They tried to, that as a kid. Oh, geez. They tried to make that go away and then someone put it on YouTube. Oh, yeah. That's, I'm, I'm surprised that back then... All the oh, they did that for TV. I remember that. Oh, as a it's child. the worst thing. Literally, because I think George Lucas is a is a bright guy, <laughs> but I think he kind of stinks too. And he cartoons everything, and he makes little fuzzy characters. Listen, man, he fucks him. He that those little hairy Wookiee babies. Yeah. Oh, the Ewoks. No, in, oh in no, the, in the Christmas, Christmas special, special oh, yeah, yeah. playing fucking like he was showing Chewie's home in the tree. You know, I've never wanted to start a fire on George, a film set before. George George Lucas got soft, man. In that first one, that scene. 
Dean would hand solo, and I know Kevin Smith El talks Grito. about this a lot because yeah. he's into it also. Is yeah, man, him and uh, what is it, Greedo? Yeah, who, who shot first? Yeah, I mean, what is Greedo the worst fucking shot shooting? Uh, the shot, uh, the fucking get it, get it, the fucking worst fucking shot. What I'm fucking stuttering. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I'm listen. You know what's funny about today? You, you, you're you're fucking a little laid back because yes. you just got off a plane. Tired. I have I have a triple shot of espresso and I asked for more coffee. I'm about to do fucking push-ups. It's good. All right. I'll balance out my tuck you know, I, you know what I feel like asking for? Because I didn't ask for anything. <laughs> Look at the screen. He's picking up pictures of fucking Chewbacca. Give me something well, that, that we could do. Look at his shit family. Yeah. I could fucking you, hate them. That Christmas special proved that he was a deadbeat dad. And I was at a... That like is, a dude, they got something in common. Yeah. And I, it's, so, it's so funny you made that point because I was at a bookseller where they do like 25 cent books. And I saw this Star Wars book and I was like, what? You know, where is this? I wonder where it picks up. So I bought it and I read it on real quick on a plane. I, I flashed through it and they, they mentioned like Lobaca and... And his like cousins or brothers or other things and it was actually pretty cool but then i started thinking well if he has his family and they've been fucking around out go. in space they both are deadbeat dads yeah. and that's why they get along so well and i was trying to say that greedo is a horrible shot if he's right through this shoot i'm shooting as far jamie's right there say jamie's yeah. fucking hand solo how the fuck do i shoot first and miss him george lucas is soft you're right hand he had solo, to change dude. it with his weak he's, chin he really annoyed me with that shit dude, he's got him to- what is what his, his daughter chin. does mma i know i oh, know she, i heard she's a sweetheart i heard yeah, she's a very she, nice girl I, all right, I apologize if she's listening i insulted your dad it's annoyed me because Greedo did not shoot first i think that's she, some bullshit <laughs> she might have fought on access tv too i think in one of the smaller promotions yeah like legacy or or something like yeah, that i heard she's into jujitsu and she fights i that's think she had a pro fight i think that's awesome why if quote me on that. If you're but. George Lucas's daughter, would you do anything physical? No. If I was George Lucas's daughter, they'd be like, who's that fat girl? George <laughs> Lucas's daughter. All I'd do is eat and sit around and fucking count Star Wars money. Good for her if she's fighting. Good think, for her. Yeah. I think uh, I think when it comes down to that, I think it's she's probably doing something she's passionate about. Not to yeah. get serious about it. I'm just saying, she's probably like, look, I could fucking have my dad build me a castle or... What what interests me, you know? Well, That's probably where she went with that. Yeah. She probably should have her on here, too. I didn't know. She I don't fought. think we're getting George Lucas. No, I, I think don't we should think get so. his, Not that his fighting daughter. <laughs> Apologize. Yeah, it's Amanda Lucas. She had a five and one record. She last fought in December 2012. But. Chris, do you have a napkin back there or a paper towel? Not. Yeah. I, I didn't spill. Uh, anything. I need something to come. I, I am sweating <laughs> underneath my tits. It's fucking yeah, awful. Yeah, look, look, look at my shirt. Look, it, it, it's <laughs> just, really horrible. What is this? It's horrible. I knew, Chris, why are you looking it, at me? Weird? It's the espresso. I think you. I am sweating underneath my. It's like, and I don't, and I don't got like man boobs or anything you're sweating in the but middle I, of the chest it's right in the middle of my look at this yeah there's spots all over can we take a picture so put the same thing happens to me if i walk this like 10 blocks especially uh, in the city when it's humid I'm like sweating this underneath my tits hold on man i'm gonna take a picture <laughs> Fuck it. it's the espresso i swear hold on this is gonna be on air later wait okay. look at this look at this wait hold on don't get me with a double chin though get me the right angle uh, i'm it's just like an animal. Is it a fucking... <laughs> looks like an, a sweaty animal, Matt. Looks like his fucking chest, his armpits. Forget oh, thank it. Thank you. Oh, shit. Well, you're gonna, I'm you're gonna get You're going to get Darth, I think, oh, in the next one, right? Shit. The Rogue One or the one that's coming out around Christmas. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, shit, yeah. Rogue One looks awesome. Right? He's There's going to be a Darth Jimmy, Vader... You're no, stuck appearance. between two guys I that are I got, I got a picture with David Prowse. I did a radio show right after him. Oh, shit. Darth Vader's body. Nice. Oh, yeah? The white uh, British bodybuilder who played Vader's body, as everyone knows, and James Earl Jones did the voice. Oh, yeah. He was also in Clockwork Orange. Was he? 
You ever see Clockwork Orange? That's not the first the, time you... Yes. That's not the first bodybuilder that carries the old man down the steps in the wheelchair? That's Darth Vader. Can I tell okay. you, it's like the first time you brought up that movie, Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. It's great. For all the, it's great, yeah. The young all kids my, out there that didn't see tricks from Clockwork My Orange. mother will <laughs> never listen to Singing in the Rain. If that comes on... Based on that Why? movie alone, oh, when get your wet, yeah. turns it off. <laughs> You're such a sick fuck. She, it's like scarred her. That song is ruined for her now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love that you. I, I debated that. I love that about you. You're such a sick. It, it fuck. happened so fast. It was like, do I say? I saw you. Cal- I saw you calculate it in your mind. Yeah, if Tyron Woodley said that. I'd be like, well, God bless the deer. <laughs> I hope she enjoys this song. I'm not yeah, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Woodley, right, wow! Woodley. I mean, what, I I got my I was doing a show that night, so I had to watch it on the fight pass, and I, I was staying off of Twitter. And I was <laughs> trying to, I was, no, no, that's okay. I was trying to see if this girl had texted me, and I just see fucking Sarah go, "Do you see that shit?" And I'm like, "I didn't, thank God you didn't say what it was." And you didn't I, respond, so I figured, all right, he didn't watch it. Yeah, so I didn't I, say anything else. The next day, I saw it. I mean, that night, I saw it. it was amazing. So that really wasn't a spoiler. Because what shit that you don't know? No, not at all. That's You're right. it. So I said at first I was gonna be like fucking Woodley or something like that, but I didn't say. I just said, "Do you see that shit?" No response. I'm like, "All right, he'll kill. He'll watch that." shit. I didn't right see now. that coming because I, I again I thought uh, Lawler is such a hard hitter and, and a tough guy, and he can take a punch, and he just he always finds a way to win and beat you. And I had no yeah. idea that that was gonna happen. I no thought, one did. I thought the longer it went, the better it would be for Lawler. Not because the other guy gassed. No underlying tones in that shit, I'm saying. Because the other guy was saying, he, every time he, people say he gasses, it's a underlying race. Who said that thing. too? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. But I'm trying to say that. But I mean, who, who, what, what athlete just said that? Uh, What's that? I'm trying to think. Uh, Wonderboy just said that. What did he say? That he gasses, he gets tends to get tired. It was just like a little meme I saw of him saying about that. who right. gets tired about uh, tired. Yeah, man. Well, I'm just not only that, but also the experience that Robbie has with these five round wars. I thought that was to his sure. advantage, and and not to mention an explosive guy like that. I don't care who you are. You're usually not going to be as explosive in the later rounds in those championship rounds. But in the beginning, man, look at that. <laughs> you got to survive that. You know and who gas? Uh, the greatest gassing ever, Shane Carwin against fucking uh, Brock. Against Brock. Yeah, that's, that's, I've never seen a better example of gassing than yeah, that. Yeah, that was that was endurance won that fight. <laughs> so the Twitter or, talk like that it was a lucky shot is not. Oh really? Valid, I didn't, right? Who said that? Like. Nah. Did any guy even any, see that? Anytime, like, because yeah. I, I was like, war, lawler, war, lawler, yeah. you know, the whole time. And then, of course, the, the 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 Woodley people started responding. And then the lawler people start saying, well, anybody can have a lucky shot like that. But I, I didn't really. Listen, it could be anybody's day, but that's not the same thing. He went in there composed. He was moving. He set that up and he did a feint and he put the, he was throwing the left out there and boom. I mean, yeah. uh it, I mean, he set that up. I mean, yeah. and he followed that up. And well, you know, you got to give the guy full credit for that. He threw a punch and it fucking smashed him right in the middle of his face. You know? That's yeah. like saying that Ali got lucky when he hit Sonny List. You know, yeah, he hit him. Yeah, it, listen, in the fight game, you're always going to have that. Oh, he got lucky. He wasn't <laughs> right. He, he was lucky. tripping and he went to hold himself <laughs> exactly. up, but he knocked him out. <laughs> That's different. That's different. Yeah, no, exactly. He fucking earned that that victory. He really. That was one of the best punches I've ever seen. Beautiful. It, it was just solid. Well, it went stiff. Like he just like yeah, he went did. stiff and fell. You, and he's never, never been was... knocked out like that, right? And Even then strike force days. No, I don't, and... so. nah, I, don't, I don't remember ever. I mean, back in the day, I know Nick Diaz got him back in the day, and that's interesting because uh, Woodley <laughs> said he mentioned two guys that he'd be interested right. in fighting, and one was GSP, and the other one would be Nick Diaz. Which either fight, I'd be I'd be pumped for. You know, yeah, GSP. I mean, I wonder. It's gonna be interesting to see what he's like when he comes back and fights again. Yeah. That's a long way off, man. Yeah, I'd love to see him fight Nick Diaz. 
Holy shit, man, that'd be good. Do I have something in my mouth? No, I do. I'm just itching my mouth. All these guys that talk about the big money fights now, I yeah. think it's interesting because it used to be like, yeah, well, you got to defend the belt against like the toughest guys. But now it's it's becoming more commonplace and I think okay to be like, no, you know what? I'd rather sell pay-per-views and get yeah. Nick Diaz on there. Yeah, but the thing is, well, who's a tougher fight than Nick Diaz? <laughs> Wonder it's not Boy. Like he, it's not like he's calling out... Uh, or Damian well, I mean, Maya, maybe. Listen, I love Wonder Boy and he's, both these guys are... Hey, listen, all they're all phenomenal, but as far as a tougher fight than Nick Diaz, I don't think anybody's a tougher fight than Nick Diaz. I think Nick Diaz is as tough as they come, especially in a five-round fight. Yeah. I mean, if uh, he's... The explosive wrestlers have a better chance with him in the three rounds because they could get a decision. But shit, man, that guy's cardio. That guy's not cool. Oh, that he, guy he like he, swims to Alcatraz. That, you know, man, <laughs> yeah, right? I yeah. Think he, so yeah, he's uh, that. That would be very, very uh, interesting. That'd be an interesting fight. He just uh, his spent and uh, suspension ended August first. It was today. Yeah. yeah. What was it uh, two years? Or was it a year? Uh, I forget what it was because it was five initially, and then they reduced it. So it, it was, was five. Yeah, they initially came out with a, fi a five-year suspension. Was he doing fucking steroid eye drops? What do you no, What do you do for, for five weed. years? It was for weed. That's that's the crazy. Wait, thing. who was doing five? Sorry. Wait, what? That was Nick Diaz. Oh no, they, yeah. they, they got rid of that shit. Though. Yeah, but they reduced yeah. it. And now he's oh, off suspension. Yeah. For fucking weed, and everybody else is doing shit that could really fucking do damage. Yeah, I don't know why they care about pot and sport. If you want to smoke pot when you're training, more power to you. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, did because nothing when I used to smoke pot. Right. Nothing. I had no ability to train to do anything. Man, and, I mean, and how sore like are you like after a fight? Like you gotta be so sore like that. That would take the edge off, and at least it's not a pharmaceutical. Hey man, this I listen, this more this guy's popping pills and this and that and for their whatever else. I mean, I don't know. I don't think the weed's a problem, to be honest with you, but it's gonna be probably legal everywhere. I mean, soon what, enough it's gonna years. be legal everywhere. You know what I mean? I gotta go to Colorado. Anyway, what else is new? How, well, uh, Rose uh, Namiana lost. But I was surprised was, that was a split decision. She was she was very game. She lost. Yeah, I thought but, she lost. Uh, but she, you know, she there's no quit in her. She's really tough. But I'll tell you, man, uh, Car Carolina, 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 Kowalkovich. Yeah, Kowalkovich. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's. I I really like her, man. I I like. Know what I like about her is her demeanor. She's so game. When she's in there, she looks almost giddy. Like when you see her up against when they're about to announce her name, she's got this little smile on her face that's not forced. She got her arms behind her back, and she's just. You know, there's nowhere else on earth she wants to be than in that cage. That's how, and that shows confidence. And she's fighting tough, tough girls. And she just looks happy as shit to be there. And that's one thing I really noticed and I really that stands out for me. I was very surprised that it was a split decision. I mean, and I love her. I was really wanted to see Rose win, but I thought yeah. I thought that surprised yeah. Rose hit her with everything. Yeah. I mean, she was hitting her like with everything and just and it wasn't really it, it, she didn't really seem that phased. No, not at all. <laughs> Even with the cut, she was just like kind of wiped it she away a couple no. times and she was like, whatever. Tough. So yeah. Did tough she Polish fight, chick. Uh, oh yeah, Joe asked her if she was gonna mean all Polish uh <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what. Uh, well, she's ten and zero now, right? And what is uh, uh, J Chick? She's twelve and zero, I think. Yeah, that'd she, be a great fight. Shoot. There's a new infographic I just saw that popped up on Twitter that showed all the uh, the champions, current champions. Uh, defenses and she has the second most defenses behind Demetrius who's eight and everybody else is zero oh. so all the current champs right are zero except Joanna and Demetrius so he has eight and she has what three or four she has three, no. yeah so that's you're, you're a diehard fan though Jamie 
I'm pretty you got, diehard. You got yeah, some yeah. good. You have better stats than Chris. He's got a computer in front of him. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty nuts with it. I even pay attention to the smaller promotions. I just I because I sponsored I sponsored a lot of guys in smaller promotions with my clothing line, oh. which is kind of like in what limbo. What is your clothing now. line? It was hate wear, but I'm changing it because everybody's too. Crazy, it used, yeah, it's yeah. too anything with the word hate in it. Even with hate breed, it's it's been hard. You know, we've had we've had yeah. our history with various different companies that don't want to work with us because of the name, just because we're living in now this hypersensitive social media world where you know even though the band has nothing to do with a hateful agenda as far as any groups of people we just thought it was a hard like heavy metal sounding yeah. name back in 94 yeah. Yeah. and now we're living in a much different time same thing happened to anthrax when you know uh, sure. when people were being mailed anthrax all yeah. of a sudden anthrax couldn't get on shows they couldn't get on like a late night sh- talk wow, show i or, never heard that before too yeah. you can't go back in time and change it to inclusive yeah That'd be inclusive a perfect name. Yeah. yeah, but inclusive um, non-judgments <laughs> here tonight. Yeah. But I still like I'll produce merchandise and I'll put the hateware tags in it, but I won't put anything with like sure. hateware on it right now. Uh, um, if someone came to me and said, you know, hey, I have a big fight that's going to be on a, a major network, I would just do like uh, like I did a walkout shirt for uh, Bobby Lashley, and um, and that sold really well. And then I did another one for this guy Mike Pyle, but you know, oh yeah, I, you know Mike Pyle, yeah, of and. Uh, and he was great. He he won that who did fight. He, did he just lost recently, didn't he? He might have lost his last yeah. one in, in WSOF. But he even said on the mic, like, check out Hayware. You know, it's not what you think. And I'm just like, if that guy has to say that, uh, it's like, you know what? Maybe we need to rebrand. Yeah. But um, You just did the song for uh, Matt Brown walking out. Is that just Yeah. That? And Rogan kind of uh, complimented it in a in a weird way. How did, what did he say? I guess he said, like... The voices in his head are probably like this music, which makes him so crazy or or so you know, yeah, uh, intense. Okay, but then yeah, he he. I felt bad for Matt because I really thought. Uh, he was going to win that one. But then I started thinking, you know what? This is probably like a loser. Uh, Goes it, home. Type yeah. Of well, I mean, how many losses has I, Matt got in a row now? Well, you know what? No. no you know just what? one, right? Not, not in Matt's case. I meant for, for oh, Jake. Oh, 100%. Actually. Because Matt's like a cowboy. He could lose yeah, and then go fight three weeks he's later. Just, and, he's a fan favorite because right. he's got that warrior mentality Savage. and that do a, he's going after it no matter what. He's coming forward. Um, and Jake's a great read. guy. And like I, yeah. they both fought. Like Matt, yeah. obviously, I'm, I'm in contact with yeah. a lot. He's been on my podcast and he's a great dude. I wrote the song specifically for him. But Jake, I saw, followed me and I'm like, yeah. I don't want to be like, yeah. you know, disrespectful. That's always rough. That's always rough because the more guys you meet, the more guys you're going to like because most of the guys are cool. Right. <laughs> most of the guys They're are really all nice cool. guys. And, and you get to look nice for guys. look for dick things that they do that aren't yeah. even intentional. You didn't hold the door for me. Right. Help you lose. <laughs> and in the past, when I wasn't you know, on my own podcast or when I was, even when uh, I was on TV, I would never publicly speak about who I liked and who I didn't like in the UFC because yeah. I knew I would see them out of an event. Yeah. But now I have to take sides. Well, yeah, I mean, so, like, I feel sim- very similar. And I used to be the guy that, you know, fighting. So when people would like go against me or root, uh, even if it's a reporter, I'm like, that fuck's always so nice. It to me. would and hurt I think you, I, right? I would take it personal. The thing is, this it's not like, well, yeah, because they're basically saying you're going to get your ass kicked. So it's like, oh, really? So yes. it's like it's it, it. You take a lot of pride in your work and and your and 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 what you do. So uh, yeah, you do take it personal. And now I got to be the guy on the other end, but. Uh, what am I going to do? I got kids. I got to do, do. do Jimmy. I got three kids. But 
<laughs> hey, when, when you're writing a song for a, a, a guy like Matt, like does he approach you and go, "I'd love you to write me a song," and you go, "Okay, I got to." I'm always fascinated people that do like themes for films. Yeah. Like, do you go, "Okay, I'm going to write it about what I think about Matt," or do you make it symbolic or what? Like, what's the name of the song? Yeah, it's called The Immortal. And uh, if people want to get it, it's at jostahq.bandcamp.com. He didn't pay me to do it. I don't. I don't get uh, royalties when yeah. they play it. I actually told you know everybody involved at UFC um, the first time when they denied him you know the to use it. I said, look, I'll sign off gratis use, which is free use, which I did like for other fighters who had done songs for whether it was Arlovsky or Carwin or whoever. And they all used your songs. Uh, Arlovsky did. That's actually in the game. I think in the EA game. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah, I, that was years ago. That was probably 10, 12 years ago. But I wanna, um I want to hear the Matt Brown song later. I can get I, it on YouTube or some shit. Yeah, or yeah, or you can uh, or you it's can on iTunes. It. Yeah, it's on iTunes oh, or whatever. Okay. I think it might even be on Spotify. <laughs> Matt, Matt he's he's promoting <laughs> Matt Scurry, yeah, this where's that we can just go to Pirates Bay and get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a, it was I'm such a <laughs> dick. I was in I was in between deals. I'm sorry, Jamie. No, it's it's totally fine. I was in between deals at the time. And so there was no red tape with labels or whatever. So I said to him, look, I just want to give you fair warning like beforehand. They might not let you use it. And, and I'm not disparaging the UFC in any way or anybody who works for the UFC. I know how it goes in a big corporation. I know there's a lot of people. And it's such a, a huge deal that sometimes people just don't like a song and they don't want you coming out to it at their event. And I totally yeah. get it. But um, after the Kamozi thing where they taped up the... Uh, the Haybreed logos because we were paying to sponsor Kamozi and he was supposed to walk out to the song. Oh, he's a good dude. He's a great dude. Great guy. And uh, I saw Dana followed me on Twitter and I hit up Dana like, look, I know stuff, decisions are made at a rapid pace and yeah. there's no hard feelings. And, and But then, of, of course, Twitter makes this big deal out of it and then Dana's, you know, on the press conference saying, I saw, you know, Haybreed's fans are, are punishing me now. Yeah. You know, they're, they're bothering him. And so I told people, look, don't bother Dana about this. It, things will work out how... Yeah. It's going to work out. And so for whatever reason, it worked out that they allowed Matt. He, he used it before the Damian Maya fight, and he used it. It wasn't televised. But uh, on this pay-per-view, I think because it's not on Fox, it was probably easier to... Why not on Fox? Why couldn't they? Well, maybe because of the paperwork for the publishing. Because if you use someone's song, and it's, and it's nationally broadcast... So can I ask you... And dude, I am so... I'm a positive person. He used this before the... the the Damian Meyer. How many times did he walk out to this song? Oh he's, no, I he, see where you're going. No, no, he's one to it. <laughs> okay, it's good. Not, there's, there's All no, right, yeah, I'm not being. I'm so there, sorry. There's no Eminem I'm trying to curse do the math. I'm like, oh fuck, Haybreed's fucking him. Wait, what's the Eminem? <laughs> there's, there's no Eminem curse. Here. What's that? <laughs> Guys who come out to. Okay, so so the fight where where my logo was on Carwin's shorts, the uh, the JDS fight. Okay, right? I was my Jost album was getting ready to come out. I wrote the song for Carwin. And the management told me at the last minute, he can't come out to the song, he's coming out to Eminem. Oh, and I no. said, dude, you know that there's a, there's a curse, you know, with the Eminem song, and, uh, or songs by him or whatever. And I don't, I don't remember what their response was, but yeah, then JDS uh, oh, shoot, man. won. But he wow. didn't come out to my song. So, but, um, but any guys that I've worked with, they're all super cool, and I, I know how it I don't get offended like if they can't come out to the song or if Dana yeah. says, you know what? I don't want to hear that song. I want to hear Avenged Sevenfold or whatever. I get it. There's no Will Dana pick it for them sometimes? Uh, Dana likes to pick the walkout music for a lot of fighters as far as I know. Oh. You wrote the lyrical, you wrote everything? You wrote the song about for, Matt Brown? Yeah. yeah. How does yeah. the first verse go? Yeah, good question. It's, yeah. um, I say like uh, persistence personified. I, I use all these like yeah. terms 
to kind of describe his mentality. And, you know, I would watch like training loops and I would watch his fights while I wrote the music and then I kind of fit the, the words to the music. Nice, man. But uh, it says, I am the immortal, all that, I, uh, all, all that's born of sacrifice. I am the immortal persistence personified. Did he, did he, he digged it when you, when yeah, he, he was psyched. It? Yeah. yeah. Cause he had been awesome. to shows. Like he came to see us with Zach Wilde. Oh, and, cause oh, he's, oh, he's a big fan. Yeah. I had oh. met him like prior oh, to that. Cool, man. And then after hanging out a couple of times, he said, Hey, would you ever, you know, think about doing something for me? Cause I had told him I'm kind of not doing that since they've started to gear the music into the pop and the country and the, and the, sure. the yeah. mainstream rock. Yeah. Because I said, I get it. Like, look, WWE did the same thing. Yeah. Remember when it was like all Nickelback and it used to be Killswitch Engage, Shadows Fall and, and a lot of heavy bands, but then they, they really yeah. started gearing towards that Walmart <clears throat> crowd, you know? And, and I get it. That's you want to have the most reach. Yeah. <laughs> Back when I was, um, when I first started fighting in the nineties, I, I, my buddies were, uh, you know, Biohazard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They wrote, they wrote a song for me, which I fucking loved, man. I gotta find that thing. But it was Danny uh, Schuler's a good friend of mine. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they're the Billy, Evan, yeah, they're great guys, man. Yeah, I, who Danny is? Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen them forever. We always go to the tell fights. them I said hello. Good dudes, man. I mean, I haven't seen these guys forever, but we were, uh, we were tight back in the day. I mean, that was ages ago. Shoot, but they were training jujitsu. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah good, Billy good still does. Yeah, Billy and Danny still yeah. do. Yeah, no, Billy's, uh, Billy's, I think, with the Gracie brothers over in Torrance. Yeah, in I'm LA. pretty sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, in California. Yeah. Yeah, we still, we like, we're doing a gig with them, I think, this Sunday in Montreal, I think. Or they're on the Saturday, we're on the Sunday. Yeah. But they're great. And um, Evan's not in the band anymore. Oh, no, huh? No, it's it's Billy, Danny, Bobby. And I think. Is he still married to a porn star? Oh, Evan Seinfeld. Yeah. I don't oh, know. No, I, th- I know. Yeah, also, I mean, Jimmy Chipson. Is that Jim? <laughs> yeah, Evan Chipson. Seinfeld. He was married he to um, Tara Patrick. Ta- yeah, Tara Patrick. Is he still married, though? I don't think so. I don't know. But uh, that's funny. They wrote you a song. Yeah, man. And they recorded it, and you have fuck, it. Yeah, I man. I got to hear it was this. something like Bone Crushing Soldier. He'll fuck you up, like I told you. And then it went into some stuff. That it was good, man. It was really good. Yeah. I what? mean, I don't know how, if it holds up. I haven't heard it. And I, I don't even know how I'm going to get it. I, maybe if they're going to listen to this, I think. Let me or ask I'll you give this. Give a call. Shit. Let me ask you this because I, I was going to do a song for the, the fighter Nick Newell. Um, or I said, you know what, we'll sponsor you because it was in World Series of Fighting. It was going to be in Connecticut. I said, come out to the Hatebreed song. We'll sponsor you. We'll get you, you know, another check, a a shirt, whatever. And he said, I already agreed. He's like, normally I would, but I already agreed to this other guy. And I don't want to raise my heart rate too much before the fight. And I heard other fighters say that, like they want mellow walkout music. Does that make sense? Oh, I don't, that's, ah, well, it's weird, man. Maybe for these younger guys, I don't know. Like when I was in my when I was in my twenties, I used to get amped up and almost approach it like a street fight. Like yeah. I'd be like, "That's the mindset I get into, man." I remember before I fought BJ Penn at the Mohegan Sun back in when I was twenty eight. I was they got they got some footage somewhere where I'm kicking fucking chairs and and talking some shit. Jazz, <laughs> huh? Jazz, you said kicking some chairs. <laughs> oh, I think you said kicking some jazz. Yeah, you know, like, kicking odd, some jazz. That's what I thought, yeah, all right, I think he's backstage playing Miles yeah. Davis, getting yeah, ready. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what an odd no, no, no. in the face. But, uh, but no, I, I just you know I'd be getting amped up, but. As it went on, like I started coming out to the Rocky music in my 30s because uh, I like sure. that. I came out to Rocky remixed when I thought uh, I had a special made up for me, a special song made up with the uh, uh, with Gunfly now, you know, involved and it cut into it. It was really, really cool. And uh, I still got that one. And uh, some DJ made that up for me. But then I came out to the original Gunfly now for my last nominee fights. And, and I, it just got me in a great mindset. It, it's funny. I never enjoyed walking out to the cage until my later until later in my career in my 30s like after the after, 
Like when I went to fight the titles, one of the first times you'd see me just smiling on the way in. Otherwise, back when I was fighting back in the day, and I'm sure you remember, they used to have a ramp. Remember the yeah. ramp? I used to sprint down that thing like Frank Yeager running to the thing. You know what yeah. I mean? But uh, as it went on, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't try to get hyped up or anything. I'd be very just in the enjoying the moment. Rob, because Rob Halford, did you hear Rob Halford's song that he wrote about fighting undisputed? Oh yeah, it's, it, I like it, but the Rob lyrics who? I don't. I'm Rob sorry? Halford from Jesus Priest when his solo project uh. Halford, he wrote a song called Undisputed, and it's actually a cool song. But I don't. The lyrics I'm not like. Yeah, it's it's cool. It? It's cool. By the way your face looks, I'm I'm saying right now it's gonna be corny. There's one line where he goes to the victor, the spoils, and the guitar goes. Well, what about the song where he goes, I'm gonna shoot it, I'm gonna shoot it, and everybody's like, what is this about? Oh, I don't know. Have you heard that one? No. What about Grinder? Grinder looking for meat. Oh, oh my god! Oh wait, he's right. he's into the dudes though. No? Yeah, but okay, I'm yeah. gonna have him on the podcast again. I had him on like probably a year and a half Grindr ago, looking for and me. everybody was like, "Why don't you ask him about the overly gay lyrics?" And it wasn't that I was <laughs> afraid to ask him about it because he's totally cool. You can he's <laughs> he the nicest, care. approachable yeah. guy. Okay. he's very open. He's like he was saying, well, you know me, I'm attracted to like guys, like military type guys, like real buff, shaved yeah. hair. You know, like he'd love you. <laughs> he'd <be> like, <laughs> you're saying that? Right. <laughs> you're <laughs> saying that? I'm fucking <laughs> slinking down in my chair, sucking in my chest. Come on, it's Halford. You gotta. Fucking, you gotta bite the bullet. But I know, oh, I know no. what you mean. Like, there's been walkout songs where the, the the lyrics are a little cringy. Whenever, anytime I've done a, a walkout song, I try to make it really genuine. Try to be about sure. the person. I watch tape on the people, and and uh, but but I have noticed, like with Connor and with that Connor Chad Mendes fight, like they both came out to super mellow songs. You got, yeah. you got Sinead on one side, yeah. and then uh, what was it, Aaron Lewis on the other sure. side, and they're both like very kind of slow, droning, mellow. Song, so I, that's why I wanted to ask you. Obviously, with your experience, I mean, some fighters I think do yeah. want a mellow vibe, but some people want to be like Matt Brown and come out headbanging and yeah, run out man. there and get ready to yeah. throw down. Anderson always came out to that. Uh when she's away, ain't no sunshine. Oh, so one point I was going to make, I, 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 sorry if I went on a tangent there, was that you know people were getting on Dana like, how can you let someone come out to gangster rap where it's you know glorifying uh, misogyny and and gang culture and guns, but you don't let someone come out to a heavy metal song? I said, look, if it's, it, it might just be personal taste. You guys are reading into this stuff yeah. too much, where it might literally be. You know, it could be personal taste, or it could be it's a it's a red tape headache where you got to yeah. sign off on usage or something. You're a very practical guy. I'm listening to Jane. Like you handled that exactly the opposite of how I would. Like you handled it well. I would have been the one going like, "Why the fuck can they come out to this?" And then the fans would have had to say, "Well, maybe it was just personal taste, Jim." And I start blocking them on Twitter. <laughs> you you handled that really well. Yeah, you see, mellow for yeah. the lead singer for of such a hateful <laughs> man. I get it out on stage. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. the 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 couple of times where I've um, trained or rolled with guys, I was like, I don't, I'm not meant to do this, right? Oh, like you don't, I, do you train? No, no, no I, I, I rolled a couple of times with guys, Cesar Caprera, who is, oh, I cool. think, Gracie, uh, he's in St. Louis now. And so, but then you got to go out, I'm going out on stage and he's going to Cesar Henzo's. Uh, Cesar Cabrera. Is he's he? in, he's in, I think. Um, Who's he on the? He's in uh, St. Louis in, on the Gracie School, St. Louis, or maybe Kansas City. Which kind of which Gracie is he on the? DM? I'm not sure, but he used oh. to be in D.C. and he came on a road with us for a whole tour. Oh, yeah? I lost 20 pounds. I felt good, but when a little when a guy's like this big and he can beat you up and choke you Tattoos. out. Tattoos is that my boy? Yeah, is that from Hensel's you know, guy. Career. He's a great guy. I, I wonder if it's we my... took him on the road and like so. I don't want to. I don't want my neck crying. I don't want right. to be sore when I get on stage. I have to yell. Yeah. Imagine you're yelling like someone in an argument argument yeah imagine doing that six days a week that's that for whatever reason wow. i'm meant to do that 
But when you're in a heavy band, Shit. there's a lot of testosterone in the room. There's a lot of dudes. And then if you say you're into UFC or if you say you're into that stuff, then you got to have a conversation everywhere you go, which I'm sure is what you deal with. So uh. for me in the past, I used to just say, um, you know, I'm a fan, but I don't... Um, you know, I don't train or whatever. Yeah. And it's much easier that way because you don't have all these like alpha male dudes wanting to, you know, wait for you after the show. And bond talk. with you over Right. Yeah. And, they don't and, want to and, fight you. They want to talk to you. Well, you never know. You're out in places. Yeah. You're out at places. And you're like, what's this dude looking at me? And then finally the dude is like, hey, what's up? Can I get a picture? Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel like there's a lot of parallels like that with, with heavy metal and MMA yeah. where it's like there's all this testosterone and energy that's kind of misplaced sure and yeah. I'm, I'm so i'm happy when people actually follow that path i say on stage like why are you fighting at a concert go join a gym yeah. and you'll it's very humbling because i've done that where you go and you go oh i'm not so tough oh yeah and i wish more people would do that because i deal with it at the concerts all the time with the fighting and, I, and, and it's becoming a liability where these clubs don't want you back yeah. the, the bathroom's covered in blood there's guys fighting in the street and it's like yeah. no you're missing the point yeah it's um, unnecessary it is i have to uh what are you doing I, well i have to because i'm sorry i apologize you guys are having an amazing conversation no 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 but i mean in that moment right there i'm just thinking of how unique you both are yeah and like you know jamie looks good you feel good <laughs> thank you and uh i just wanted to tell the people listen to the deal we have for you it's not i'm not even reading an ad i just wanted to say this stuff can i say the word um, in a moment, you can. Okay. I, if it comes up, um, okay. I, I think that people, if they want to be a part of this conversation, should get themselves a one of a kind made to measure suit from um, Indochino. Indochino is reinventing men's fashion and made to measure suit that is best suit you'll ever own. So suit up. By the way, I read that like I just got to this country eight minutes ago, and it's because I'm tired. And uh, customize the details you want. Pick your lining lapels, personal monograms, and more. 14 unique measurements going to making a suit that fits you perfectly. You can't go wrong with the well-crafted 100% merino wool suit. Also, check out their made-to-measure dress shirts and men's accessories. Made-to-measure suits are now affordable and available to the masses thanks to um, Indochino. Looks great and it feels great. When you look good, you'll feel good. You'll feel confident. So here's the deal. And there is a money-back guarantee, by the way. Oh! Today... <laughs> Our listeners get any premium suit for just $399. That's up to 50% off at Indochino.com when entering UFC at checkout. Plus, as I've said, shipping is free. There's no reason not to try your first custom-made suit with a deal this good. And suit classics from the premium collection are going to look good, feel good, and they're going to last. Because how many times do you put on a suit and the sleeves fall off? It stinks! You want a suit that lasts... That's Indochino.com, promo code UFC for any premium suit for just $399 and free shipping. Jamie, you want to say it one time? Well, you know what? I was going to ask you, what about for if you have that like Irish torso, which is like longer and your legs are short, can they help me? Of course they can because they do made-to-measure suits. Oh. They specialize. They don't say this in the copy, but I'm going to improv. We specialize in misshapen metal singers. <laughs> in people with recessive <laughs> genes. <laughs> Tell me about the shipping. Uh, it's free. Oh, shit. Indochino. Your suit, your look, your way. Yes. He told me to read. I, 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 I don't mind doing the reads because they support our yeah. podcast. But and just, he doesn't, people don't, people yeah. don't think I'm, I'm being like a, he just, he waves the paper at me and I have to read it. No, no, no. Listen, he, uh, if he waves to me, we will have no sponsors because the way I pronounce things and I'm always stuttering. 
Jamie, it's amazing that I'm I'm sitting here. I think the show is great. I think you guys are. I'm amazing to be sitting here. here Congrats, yeah, and congrats on a million downloads. Thank you. Oh shit, man! It took me like at least four months to get a million downloads. I think you're gonna say four episodes. I was gonna hang myself (laughs) and then kill Matt. I was gonna jump out those. About to jump out the window. (laughs) (laughs) Listening to that grind the song, but um, yeah, it's it's a nice feeling. Well, I think also because comedy and MMA, the, the, it works so well together. Yeah. And then you people are insatiable for the news. Like MMA news is like even just texting with people about fights and what's going on. It's yeah. a constantly changing landscape. So like what we were saying, like, oh, who's, you know, uh, T- Tyron, Tyron, how do you say his name? Tyron. Tyron Woodley. Who's he going to fight? It's literally changing like anything. Yeah. Like I heard, oh, it could be at 202 with Nick Diaz or it could be at 203 on the card with CM Punk. And so it's like you need a, a bi-week. Weekly or, or or you know these podcasts that keep you up to date and it's well. You're friends with CM as well. I'm friends with him. He's a really good guy. And uh, he, you said he trained with Woodley. Yeah, he. Uh, we were texting and he was saying, uh, yeah, that that he. I said, do you know something? I because he said, oh, I'm taking Woodley. Absolutely. And I was like, really? Well, he said this. You were talking to him? Yeah, before the fight. You know, oh, okay. because he's been down. Uh, not to interject there. He was uh, working with uh, Duke Rufus and them down over there, and that's where CM Punk's at. So I'm sure that's where they got together. Okay. Because I know, I know, uh, Woodley's been down there. He went over to my buddy Dean Thomas. Oh yeah. Is my titty sweating again? Let me see. I'm not looking at him. <laughs> but I no. thought you you're making your me right self-conscious. No, why? I didn't even look at I it. I should never have wore this shirt. What color is this? It literally, it literally looks like you heard. Is it greenish? What is this? Yeah. I'll tell you what. It's a light blue. It looks like you heard a baby crying in the next room and your natural mother's body is reacting <laughs> fucking lactating oh shit i spilled my coffee no it's not that's your titty sweat <laughs> oh dude oh i'm lightheaded now i i should never award this no you I, should have you're you best guy he's listen, an alpha male i like listen. how he has a triple shot of espresso then he's like yeah no, give me a large coffee look, look, look chris went to go uh Get me no. Give me some more paper towels. Well, who now, orders a large coffee, coffee after a triple shot? I might listen, Jamie. I'm glad you're here because I might drop dead today. You're gonna be history. Matt Where knew I that just, I was very tired. I flew. I took Dramamine. I'm knew tired. He, I knew he was tired with the Dramamine, so I wanted to pick up the energy for him. Matt and with the coffee, you, me was, with the fucking tired, and the least in a hate breed with a fucking gluten free <laughs> vegan muffin. And his army of doctors. The I most unmetal. <laughs> this is the great. most unmetal breakfast ever. It really is not. Nice. Uh, and Not a metal breakfast. Yesterday, I, 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 I put on my Snapchat, I saw a cafe society with my grandmother, and I thought that's the most unmetal thing. What you is can it? Do. What is it? It's like Steve Carell. It's like a third. It's like a period piece. Oh, oh shit. and so we're in, the, and we're in like the theater with like the reclined seats with our feet up. Sure. You know those nice like. Uh, Did your grandmother like it? She was like, "What is going on?" They tried to put like a modern sort of moral compass into a period piece, which if you lived in the '30s, you knew that yeah, it wasn't going down like that. Nah, sure. man. Wait, wait, they, what, they try to make it politically they, correct? No, they tried to make it like uh, real raunchy and sexual, which I'm sure it was, but not in her. Like she couldn't relate because right. she was probably in her teens then and they're uh, showing like a guy banging a younger broad and then- Wait, you, oh. wait, you went and saw this movie with your grandmother? Oh yeah, me and my grandmother, we got no, we pulled no punches. Thanks. Like we saw the movie with De Niro where he's getting the the the, the thing injected in his dick with the Cialis and it- What movie wait, what, is what, that? What, me what? and Jimmy are both like- yeah, I know. We know what we're That's also in my documentary. <laughs> You what know, movie is that? it's like not Meet the Fokker. Maybe it's like Meet the Fockers 3 or one of the, I don't know, one of those oh, comedy ones where it's just all raunch. Like the first scene is like they're going down on the lady and I'm oh, with my man. grandmother. We don't care. We, oh, that's hysterical, life is life. man. It's a fact of life. You got to talk about this shit. Do you know, yeah, when I was a kid, weird. I remember, do you remember Stir Crazy? Of course. And of course you remember Stir Crazy, Richard Pryor, I, Gene Wilder. I don't remember that. Well, there was a very funny, I, I was a big Richard Pryor fan growing up, but, and, and it was about them going to jail for a crime they didn't commit. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> 
It was in, in the coming attractions. It was Richard Pryor and Gene walking into the prison, and, and Pryor's like, "Yeah, that's right. We bad. We bad." We bad. It was a very. Everyone was talking about this Great. movie, but I was too young to see it. So my grandmother, I talked her into taking me to New York. I lived in Jersey and seeing Stir Crazy. Oh, that's great! With Richard Pryor that's and great. Gene Wilder, and every other word that's, is fuck. That's life changing. She was hot. She was really a good old uh, lady, though. She she fucking was a trooper. She knew it meant something to me, and uh, she was not happy. With the language in that you, film. You know, what, you know what movie I loved as a kid? I loved is uh, Silver Bullet. With uh, it's the it's where they're on the train. Yes, of course. It's, it's like the murder Gene mystery Wilder with Gene and Black Wilder face and Pryor's making oh, a yeah. better with the radio. Yeah. But uh, what a great movie! I mean, yeah. I don't know if it holds up too, but as a kid, it had like that murder mystery thing yeah. going. And, it's fun, like oh, a mystery man. train. It was great. It was a very fun. They they worked well together. Uh, they also did Here and We Will See and which wasn't yeah. as good. That was yeah. a yeah. was sick. Uh, that I remember. Yeah. That, oh, that yeah. was great. Fuzzy you know, Wuzzy was a woman. No. See that though? Sorry, I love that. I, I get the weirdest fucking one liners with that. I, I get the weirdest lines for movies that I quote, and nobody knows what the fuck I'm talking about. I know, I know. Like, because uh, he's deaf. He's deaf in the movie. <clears throat> yes, and one is uh, Pryor's blind, Wilder's deaf. I think. Yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> how it went. Uh, oh no, yeah. So it was what a what a good flick. What was I going to say? Speaking of, because uh, you're into this, I could tell you'd probably be into this. And we were talking about this the other day with uh, Jason Ellis. You watched Stranger Things from Netflix yet? No, I heard it's watch good. Watch that shit. I could tell already you're going to like it. Okay. I watched the fourth episode last night. I am balls deep. I, okay, I'll watch a, it. Listen, watch. Give it I a will. shot. Holy shit! What a fun! What a good! What a good! Good! Good series, man. Okay, really, really on, original. Uh, I is. like it. Netflix I'm, does great shit. Man. They I'm, do, I'm man. It's on botched. I can't stop watching what is that? it. What is that? Oh, it's oh. all the horrible plastic surgery shit. Oh, oh, I can't. No, that's normally, gonna give me fucking nightmares. Normal, I normally, I would be like, I'd have a little bit of a weak stomach to that stuff. Like they, they went in a, a belly button and they thought they hit a nerve, or they thought they hit a. Oh a, no, no. Uh, See, I'm, uh, I'm like already sick. But guess what? It was. It wasn't bile or anything. It was like years of lint. Belly button lint that became like moldy, like cheese. Oh, imagine! Oh. It was disgusting. Did they pull it out? Oh yeah, like a gallon of it. Like I'm Did exaggerating. They smell it? Oh, they, I don't. I don't know if they smell. How much it, would but... you charge to wear that? Like as a little mustache for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Josh. amount of money, but my daughter and I've been watching it like all the really bad. How old like, is your kid? Seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. So I'm like, it's fine. They show like tits and stuff because it's you know they're doing yeah, boob right. jobs and yeah. they had a guy who injected like silicone into his dick. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my! And the thing is like two coke cans together. Like they, sh with a, they showed his dick. No, they show it through like a speedo, but it's like it can't work anymore, right? It's well, like, you'd be you know I'm I'm just I'm not gonna say how, the how I know, but there is the rumor. <laughs> <laughs> that there are certain uh, young ladies of the trans uh, persuasion that do that. Normally, if, uh, Brazilian girls will occasionally do that. Do what? Inject themselves with that, uh, or, or they get those injections. Just in a little girth decks. enhancement. A little, yes. Little, yeah. Just a little help with the girth. It's funny. Their ads don't have to change. Fully functional. You I'm just, just telling you. I mean, that's the rumor I've heard. <laughs> Go ahead. Back to you, Jimmy. And then another good one, My Crazy X. I think it's on... Oh. Uh, it, and it's like reenactments. They're really bad. They like they use like Craigslist yeah, 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 actors yeah, yeah. and stuff. Oh no! And it's like, but it's something so like it's no, like man. junk food. Like no, it's no, like no, junk love, food TV. You want a I, steak? Sometimes you want a hot dog. Yeah. So when I watch some of those shows, and then they go when it's done, like either it's a Dateline show or one of those. How about Snapped? When the chicks go exactly. crazy, yes. oh. it's about all the, the girls that go crazy. Snapped is about women that just. They just they're off the they just off the rails. They get nuts and they killing their ex husband or their current husband or their whatever, getting somebody to kill somebody or they just going postal. And uh, it's it's one of those where the second it's over, 
another one goes before they have a commercial or something, they go they go right into the next one like the the premise of what's going on oh my god did she kill this one and that one and it gets you just so hooked and next thing you know you're watching three of them and just yep. feeling just just disgusting the black widow and it's the like black, yeah, yeah and she's always like, pretty and right. he was a older guy but you know he fell in love with the younger girl and he was a, a retired navy captain and everything's going right and he's dead takes him for everything Fuck everything and the family hates her and it's a lot of that shit did you ever see the uh the, like on hbo go you can watch these the autopsy shows michael Baden, the uh forensic pathologist from new york he, okay. he, you know if you see him he's been like he was testifying the oj trial he's a really recognizable yeah. forensic pathologist and the woman who narrates them you remember those autopsy i forget her name but she had the greatest uh, tits? Death. No, I never saw her tits, <laughs> but that was an excellent. I didn't know where you were going. That's exactly you what you should have. But she was the. She had a great uh, voice for narration, and you just, she she really talked about. Oh, it. Yeah. What, what network well. was that? HBO. It was. Yeah. Wait, because I was just watching. I was gonna Google it real quick while yeah, you're talking. Yeah, find her name. Yeah. There was um, there was one I was watching when the whole OJ thing was going down. I loved the show with yeah. Travolta and that. I did too, man. It was great. Yes. Uh, Nathan Lane was a little odd as Effie uh, Buckley, but he's still Effie Bailey, but he still pulled it off. I don't know what we're talking What's about. What's his name as uh, as uh, uh, Gershwitz? <laughs> What, or not Dershowitz. Dershowitz. Oh, you mean Dersh- Sh- Schwimmer as uh, as Kardashian? Who played Dershowitz? Uh, I don't know, but he looked just like yes, him. Yes, he did. And he was he was like spot on. Yeah. Oh, you talking about the the OJ? Uh, not made thing. in America the documentary, but this was like the the, the, uh, mini, the series mini series thing? about. Yes. I never saw it. It was really so, good, Matt. Really it was good. getting really. so much viewership that the other network started putting on OJ programming. You know how they'll do that. So oh, like when you're searching yeah. for it, you might tape it. And so there's another network showing. Like uh, those autopsy shows, which I was wondering if it was. He's still in jail, by the way, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. he's yeah. not getting out. Yeah, but good. they showed they showed a bunch of OJ shows, and then it, it, and I taped those as well, like real footage, like real um, trial footage. Like yeah. they showed the entire trial, like however many hours. Yeah. But then they had those autopsy shows on, and they did one for Robin Williams, which was fascinating. Oh wow! It, but it was like a guy like commenting on documents i don't think he actually did the uh, autopsy oh. and then they had one on phil hartman well oh, phil hartman i mean if you have so to sad. die that i mean even though it's a tragic young way to go i mean he never from what i understand bringish uh, i never met phil hartman joe rogan actually knew him well because they did news radio yeah again. he's supposed to be a good friend but uh that, i mean if you're gonna die be murdered that's the way to wait, do it. wait was she sleep was he sleeping i believe he was asleep and she will like whatever happened she planned it. i don't know i didn't know her and she shot him and then she shot herself, but I think he was asleep. But were the records, like the autopsy results, were they ever published? That I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I'm, that's all I really know is just that I, what I've heard. Is I that. think this show had the documents, and then the, it's a doctor commenting on, by, like based on his expertise. What he can do legally. Like he probably, yeah, I didn't do the autopsy, right. but I can. Which is similar to the show you were talking about, but that's what I thought you were going to say. And what did they say about Robin? It, that uh, something to do, it was like a really rare, some sort of form of... Um, Louis body dementia or some yes. shit? Yeah, and it, and it can look like Alzheimer's or look something similar like that when as far as like the brain scans, but they really don't know, I think, until they like actually uh, autopsy What's brain. it do, Louis? Cause it was Louis something. Uh, I don't know what it means. It's a really weird name for a disease. What's it do to you? Does it just fuck you up mentally? I think it's to like dementia. Oh, okay. He was, uh, he was funny. He was such a funny guy and... 
See, but he's proof that like the outside shit doesn't mean anything. You know, like the Oscar, the the accolades. Yep. Uh, you know, selling out everywhere he goes. Everybody loved this dude. It didn't matter. I know. It, know. That was so sad. I actually, when I was watching the show, I actually thought, I hope this isn't like a tabloidy type of right. like show. I wonder if there's any real sort of. Um, like they, like I was wondering if they were capitalizing off of it because they knew they were going to get the the ratings off it, or if there was actual truth to what he was interpreting from the autopsy. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to guess. Look, I, I don't know what was going on with him or if he was sober or not, but I had heard before that he was in bad shape mentally. Um, you know, and uh, just a, I guess, on and off depression and just a shame. Yeah, and I'm reading about it a little bit. The disease causes issues with behavior, anxiety, depression. So it can affect even that if you have it already. So yeah. it can make it worse. Because you know. wasn't the wife saying it could have been side effects from some of the meds? Like, you know, when you see these commercials, like, and I don't want to say any names of the, the drugs, but it's like yeah. also may cause dementia, anal bleeding, AIDS yeah. or whatever. And you're like, that's what I'm saying. That's what we were talking about before about like the marijuana. And then you're talking about like, you see those commercials <laughs> And all the shit they're naming is like pretty much worse than not getting your period anymore. I don't yeah. know. I mean, what the fuck? Well, did you hear the side effects? He just listed dementia, <laughs> anal bleeding, and AIDS. Here's the beauty of that. Yeah. If you have anal bleeding and AIDS, dementia is a gift. <laughs> um, oh, the ne Necronomicon mortis or ex mortis that was what it was called right in the can you look that up it's been bothering me the whole time oh yeah for evil dead i'm sorry my brain is like going <laughs> no, to 90 i know you gotta have a little resolution you got a computer in the room i definitely understand right? it. resolution's important and then we need to look up the autopsy show too because this other autopsy show was fascinating with the robin williams thing. i don't know if Biden still that was on hbo or no no i think but but you know what they, you know how these networks will take programming and syndicate it so they'll take like a a a program that was from a, a pay network and all of a sudden it'll be on one of these like direct TV in the 600s or something. Uh, yeah, it is ne Necromonicon Ex Mortis, also known as the Book of the Dead. Is it yes. Necromonicon? Because yeah. they had to probably... Necromonicon. I've been saying it wrong for 35 well, years. Well, no, no. They probably had to change it because the Necronomicon yeah. is like a published work, right? With a, with but isn't it the Book of the Dead? It's like saying the Bible is a published work. Doesn't the Book of the Dead belong to us all? <laughs> Jim said dramatically. I just, you know what's so funny about that? I just knew that from... <laughs> the movies. I didn't know it was a real fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> the like, book of the dead. I yeah. thought it was just from the movies. See, you had... Okay, let me ask you this. When you're in sports, right, and you're training at a young age and stuff, you're, your mind is so focused on that, right, where you you weren't, like, going to read satanic verses and getting the anarchist cookbook. Me, I was learning how to make bombs and going to heavy metal shows and hardcore and punk shows. Yeah. I, if, I'm sure if I had, like, a, someone... Telling me like you need martial arts or you need like this discipline or direction, I probably would have gone in that route. But I, I always was drawn to this fucked up shit. Like Are you that. asking me or Matt? Both of you. Oh. Well, with comedy, you found your purpose. <laughs> with MMA, you found your purpose. Yeah. I'm, I'm basically asking about like when you're when you're brought to a purpose, you don't have that need to go into like this dark area. Because now my purpose is. You know, doing my podcast, doing yeah. my music. I don't want to go read the Necronomicon or go make bombs in the Anarchist Cookbook. But I, when I was, you know, 14, 15. That's, that's what, what you were into? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's funny. You think you'd have been, would you, like, because you, you like to fight. You think if you had not, like, gone into, uh, say, UFC. Like, say you had trained and never gotten really professional. Do you think you would have gone in the straight and narrow or been, like, a fucking guy who, who broke someone's jaw and wound up in jail? Well, the thing is this. My 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 story is I was all, I got in, and I, <clears throat> 
uh, I was all set at 17 years old. I was in the delay entry program, which is uh, something your parents signed at 17 that says once you turn 18, you're signing uh, that you're going right into the military. Like, I was going to go into the Marines at, at uh, 18 because it was 1992 and it was before the UFC. And but that had the war just broken out, right? The war was happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, yeah. no, no, no. 1992. The golf. Golf was happening. It was when I was going. Was it over? I think it was, I believe it was over. Oh, Maybe we okay. could check, but because uh, because how about this? Because they ended up not taking me. I got into a street situation where um, uh, I wanted to get into the military only because what do you do as a tough guy? Or I was a town tough guy. I used to scrap a lot, and I wasn't a bad guy. I, I feel I'm still the same guy. I'm still a fucking man child. But you know, I, I knew that the book stuff was it wasn't the schoolwork. It wasn't my calling. You know what I mean? I knew I was meant to do something physical <laughs> violent no yeah. but uh i just loved the fight i was a gung-ho kid so i saw the military i saw the marines marine recon that'll be my life that, that that's that's where i was as a kid at 17 but i got to long story short i was dating a girl her older brother was a jerk off and a muscle head from the next town over and just the fucking whatever didn't like, long, didn't like me we had words over the phone i was looking for my girlfriend my girlfriend comes by the, at the time at my work while i was working i was delivering pizzas over at pizza amore on newbridge road in uh, east meadow so uh, i was the pizza delivery boy and fucking i got to an argument with this guy long story short the, the sister comes up who's best friends with my girlfriend they say look he's coming down here with a, with a bunch of calls guys you got to get out of here she took off the guy showed up at my work. I got into a street fight. I, I hurt him severely. Were I you going to leave or no? Yeah. You were not going to no, leave? No, fuck. The guy came up with three carloads of guys, and I couldn't leave, first of all, because my car was... They, they, they ran past my car. I was locking up, literally. Me and my boss, uh, Nikki. This guy, there's two twins, Nikki and Louie Cassiello. What great guys. Funny guys. Two uh, heavy, uh, heavy set Italian guys. So we're locking up. It's just me and my boss, right? And they, so they, they cut us off. So I ended up getting a one on one with this guy. He was juiced out of his fucking head. And he was, we had to an argument over some bullshit. And this guy's coming up there like I, uh, I attacked his family or something. I'm going to fucking kill you. His veins popping Were out you of his scared fucking of him? head. Fuck no. I wasn't scared of him. But there was a bunch <laughs> of guys because there was a bunch of people there. And so I, if anything, I was worried about getting jumped. But. You know, my boss was he's like, I keep it even, keep it even. So we squared off. I gave him something you call, uh, at the time I did some Wing Chun, which is not that great for a street fight because uh, I'd always start off with it and end up getting into the grappling area anyway, even before I knew jujitsu. Did and, he know you trained? No. I, oh. well, I Well, he might have. I don't know. He was he was a dick. He was such a dick, this guy, where I'd be over like his house or over my, she, they lived on the same block as, as the girl I was dating at the time for like, like my childhood, whatever, girlfriend. And like, I'd be over there and go, hey, Mike, whatever. And she's guy, the guy would just give you a look. Fucking, it's like you fucking dick. The guy was just, you're one of those guys. Yeah, just not sure, a good, sure. not a good guy. And one day I just called up looking for my girl. I was my, you know, what do you call it there? My girlfriend. And then he's like, you know, you know, who is this? Acting like a tough guy. So I asked, who is this? Some bullshit. And yeah. then I know who this is. I'm going to fucking, and, uh, you know, eat me. So the guy ended up coming down. I fucked him up bad. The guy got me in a straight up headlock cheek to cheek. And like after I hit him, boom, with a straight with a straight blast, whatever, he fucking just, he, he grabbed my neck like this. So we were cheek to cheek, Jimmy, like right here. So I got his head and I took his ear and the ear does come off like this, believe it or not. Yeah. So I took his ear off. With your hand? No, my, I, I bit him. You bit his yeah, ear off. Yeah. So then uh, I literally off. This ain't, this ain't the little lobe. This I got it up high. So the thing came off. Flipped them. They broke it up. They checked me. My boss went to make sure I didn't get jumped. He got his fucking nose broken. I'm the only guy. They, they pick him up. His brother was there. They get his ear. They take him to Nassau uh, Hospital. 
The police come. My father was on the job, you know, and I let them know right away. Look, man, this guy, he always says, if something goes down in the street, you go to press charges first. You can always drop them, but you want to make a record first. The guy came up to my place of business, which is the only thing that saved my ass. And it was self-defense. It's not like I went out looking for trouble. The guy came up to me with, with a people. bunch of guys, with a bunch of people. Long story short, I went to, you know, make a complaint and they, uh, don't do that, motherfucker. When I'm doing this, Chris, uh, fuck, you know I got ADD. Oh, you put your know. fucking thing up, you're waving it like the fucking American flag. Are you out of your fucking mind? Chris took his cock Talking out. about fucking... Chris shakes his cock sometimes. The, Marines, the Marines would not take me because the original charge, I, it got knocked down to a class A misdemeanor and, I, and, a, and, a, and a youthful offender and everything, but the Marines would not take me because the original charge was disfigurement. Wow. So, yeah. So I was like, what the? I go. What am I gonna do now? What the fuck? And then he sued me civilly, and he didn't get any money because. No, I and how about this? When he sued me civilly for, I pleaded guilty to a class they missed. I don't want to plead guilty to shit. Right. But my mother, God rest her soul, was sitting there like, oh, no, you gonna? I was facing up to seven years of jail if something. Wow. And you get, and if you get like a. Uh, a 12 people on a jury and you don't know how they're going to react. The guy right. has no Who knows ear. what his friends are going to say. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, exactly. So it's like one of those things where, what are you, an animal? You bit the guy's ear, but you don't know what you would do in those situations. You know, I'm not sure. a fucking animal. I'm just, you know, you, in a street, that's why you don't fight in the street because that's why you should, if you want to get something out, you should enter tournaments. You should, I don't care if it's boxing, Muay Thai, MMA, be a tough guy that way because in a street, you could change your entire life. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I, I really steer clear of street fights and I recommend anybody that thinks they're a tough guy, don't do it because look look at this situation. Have you yeah. ever seen this guy again, man? No, i never seen him again. Uh, uh, that's such a pivotal point in your I'll life. I'll tell you right now, Jamie, um, I, I was mortified at the time and you don't know and that year I, you know you ever you remember something called Black Belt Magazine yeah <laughs> they still have it I'm sure but back then that's when you find out all your martial art news it's not like you just jump on the internet I know? would order the ch the throwing stars out the yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to order I remember back when I was really young I ordered ninja outfits yeah but anyway um, I, I found out about a, a a seminar from Horian and Hoist Gracie in 1992 in Waterbury, Connecticut. And it was the first time I ever experienced jujitsu. And I fell in love with it the second I did it. Because I always love martial arts, but I'm like, you mean there's no forms? There's no bullshit? There's no, it's just position you get positions on the floor that are superior that are better for striking where the guy can't hurt you you can look for limbs and you're getting arm locks when he taps he gives up or he gets a broken arm or a broken this i i'm in love with this shit and it changed my life man and they and at that seminar they were talking a horror and horse were talking about the premise of the first ufc and i thought they were full of shit because i'm like yeah yeah like blood sport yeah that's gonna fucking happen and then here we are now look at me now i know if it wasn't for that fight i wouldn't be hanging out with you so the Norman. guy that you bit his ear he was kind of played a role in this oh no this he changed my life yeah so you could thank him i, I don't way. think he wants to talk to me <laughs> no we have the uh, phone call coming shortly. oh shit yeah, chris is waving the ad he, you know we hate that we have to read them not that we hate the ads but there's no. always always hard because the conversation is so interesting chris i'm sorry to yell at you no I, you're right i should chris no no, no 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 it's no, okay you guys but no, listen no, no, to chris me. is good if matt, if matt is emptying his guts and soul you should do this <laughs> <laughs> yo <laughs> <laughs> shit we're seeing how my life changed back goes Holy and then I saw God and God said no <laughs> <laughs> alright I think this is our first time reading for uh, Helix oh shit. Helix sleep uh, oh good I like when they say this Welcome. hosts can feel free to stylize alright oh wow uh, look I'm gonna say this very genuinely Jamie knows I feel this way about him you're unique you don't walk like everyone else, talk like everyone else, and you certainly don't sleep like everyone else. Mm -mm. So why is your mattress one size fits all? What? Because a truly customized mattress will cost you five to ten thousand bucks. 
until now. No. Good dramatic pause, Jimbo. Go to helixsleep.com, answer a few simple questions, and they're going to run a 3D biomechanical model of your body through the proprietary algorithms they developed with the help of the world's leading ergonomics and biomechanics experts. The results? The most comfortable mattress you've ever slept on. Holy shit, I'm going to get a thesaurus. You really should. And I want you, the next time we do this read, I'm going to watch Matt do that. Yeah, I think it's fun that you get so mad at yourself when you trip on a word. Even reading it is Dude, I'm impressed with what you just did. Don't right be, because I'm, I'm so tired. If I try it next week, I will butcher it. <laughs> Healist customers report a 30% improvement in overall sleep quality. And for couples, they customize each of the mattresses. Your mattress can arrive at your door. It's about a week. Shipping's 100% free. As you know, we like we hate being charged for shipping. That's why everyone from GQ Magazine to Forbes, they're all talking about Helix Sleep. You got 100 nights to try it out. That's a lot. 100 nights, you said? Yes, I certainly did. That's better than 99. And if you don't love it, they didn't say like it, they said love it. They're going to pick it up for free and give you a 100% refund, no questions asked. Go to uh, helixsleep.com slash UFC. And get 50 bucks off your order. It's pretty good. Free shipping and 50 bucks off your order. The helixsleep.com slash UFC. Helixsleep.com slash UFC. The shipping is free and 100 nights to try it out. That's a lot. Like if, if they gave you three nights, that would suck. Three nights to try it. 100 nights is a long time. So the fuck, you can break that thing in. You, you hand yours back, I guarantee they're burning that fucking thing. They certainly <laughs> it's are. It's like a CSI episode. You yeah. take a black light oh, to it. Oh, dude. Yeah. Covered. Yeah, it'd be awful. Look at the crime scene in Bundy. All right. Oh, man. That's great. I'm, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use them because I'm getting a new mattress. We don't have to come on the phone. Oh, sorry. I have to go watch these autopsy shows now because now I'm, I'm looked in, I've looked it up and I'm, it's, it's all ringing a bell. The case of Billy Martin... Where Doctor Baden, Baden, Michael Baden, Baden shows that he was Billy was not the driver in that episode. That's right. The uh, case of uh, Mary Beth Tinning. That's right. She killed nine children over fourteen years. Her kids, yeah. Munchausen oh. syndrome by proxy. This, see, you got me. Now I'm gonna have to go. Like, you got to hear the woman's voice. Can we get a second of her voice? She's the narrator. She was a news person, and her voice. If she said your name, you were one dead duck. Yes. When she talked, her voice, her voice was so good. She narrated all those. Yeah. I think she's passed away. She was very, like, she's in her 80s, I think. Yeah. But man, well, I forget her name. I'll know it as soon as I hear it, obviously, because she'll be telling me. Um, her name's not on the Wikipedia for the, for the it show. Sh uh, it should be. Though. Yeah, it's a guy. I looked it up before. It's a guy's name as the narrator. Uh, okay, now you're going to do the worst thing is, there's nothing worse than hearing somebody use their Siri. But I, cause they, <laughs> woman who narrated autopsy. Okay, there we go. Let's see. Let's look for video. Wow, technology. Uh, Mar Marlene Sanders. Marlene Sanders. Wow. Is that it? Wow. Yeah, let's just see if you can hear her at all. Probably not. Wow. I really like Marlene Sanders. Yeah? When do we have Cub? Oh, we have Cub Swanson today. Yeah, I'm going to call him right now. We're good. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do the beeping over the phone. I won't. Oh, I yeah, people are talking down. about him. Yeah, oh, there's show. a real buzz about it. <laughs> What's the beeping? Uh, give anything out. Well, instead of dot, you know, oh, I, I the phone because they yeah, can yeah. decipher the number and then Cubs dealing with freaks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys will hear uh, the, the ringing. In a by second. the way, the last guy he fought was uh, what is that? How, how do you pronounce that name? Hakron? Hakron? Diaz? Diaz? Fuck you! By the way, Joe Rogan resigned for a year. Oh, that's great! Great news. We're gonna have Joe on the show. I'm hoping. He said this week, but maybe next week, because our, our schedule is a bridge this week because of, uh, I, I'm traveling Wednesday. 
So we're actually taping a day early because normally we tape the day before. It's a whole thing. Nobody gives a shit. I got to listen to the one he did with Gary Johnson, the libertarian. Oh, did he have Gary Johnson? I guess so. Great guest, man. That's a huge, that's got to be a huge episode because my Twitter, I had tweeted something about Trump, like a serious question for the vets. Like if they they would vote still now after he's, you know, disrespected a POW and a fallen, uh, you know, fellow vet. It was a serious question for the vets. And and a lot of people sent me that link to the Gary Johnson episode Mm -hmm. with Rogue. So I want to check that out. Yeah, he did a really bad job with this. Well, the, and I was supporting <clears throat> Trump too. And but it's like, man, you got like when Bush had to deal with Cindy Sheehan, you don't. You just you got to take the hit. Yeah, you can disagree very respectfully, but you don't come right out. Yeah, and 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 write in capital letters Islamic. T-. It's like, come on, dude. Yeah, this this fucking guy died fighting, and you never went into the military. Yeah, I didn't go into the military. I know I'm a fucking coward i can't do it yeah so you, you know what i mean you got to handle that you can criticize people but you better fucking do that one delicately well i think it's you know of course people are reading into my tweet and saying well hillary did this and i said no no no, because i'm not for either trump or hillary i actually think yeah. that jill stein and gary johnson are good alternative choices and i don't i don't think that a presidential candidate is really going to have too much effect on your bottom line or your life over because i've think about it, we've all lived under yeah. George W., Bill Clinton, uh, George Sr., Reagan, whatever. And how much did our lives really change? Yeah. Maybe, you know, once I started making money, maybe I made a little bit less yeah. under uh, yeah, me George W. <laughs> there are a couple of big checks. but Or, uh, I'm sorry, under Obama. Yeah. But then I made a little bit more maybe under George W. Because I think when it's a Republican uh, president, you pay less uh, federal income tax, right? Because they're, they're, they're about tax breaks for those who are making over a certain amount. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting because after those tweets about Trump, everybody's you know sending me these Gary Johnson links and I want to learn more about the guy. Yeah. All I care about is taxes. Like literally if one candidate was like, I firmly believe in burning people alive, but I'm going to cut your taxes to 10%. They had my vote. <laughs> well, that's all you, I care did about. Did you do the tax calculator? Hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Hi, Cub. It's, uh, it's uh, Jim Norton, uh, Matt Sarah, and Jamie Justice from Hatebreed. You're What's on going on, Cub? What's going on, guys? Do we catch you at a bad time, buddy? No, no, no. I was just running some errands, just getting back. Oh, okay. Uh, what did you have to do today? Uh, I just did some cryotherapy. Going, Got to go to the post office and send some stuff back home that I don't want to take to Utah with me because I'm out in Albuquerque. Uh, I want to ask you about cryotherapy if I can because I tried that because I, um, you know, I, Joe, I've heard Joe say such good things about it, Rogan. And I tried it a couple of times. And can you do like I can only get to like almost three minutes, and my legs started to hurt. Can you do the full uh, the full time? Yeah, yeah, I can do the full time. I'm actually uh, going in with just a sock, a third sock on. Just just a sock. Yeah. Wait, do you mean covering your dick, or do you like just socks? Yeah. Oh my god, my sock would fall off in that cold. <laughs> <laughs> now, why is that? Now, is is there shrinkage in that thing? Do you come out when if it's really that cold? Is it like a ice, like uh, like coming out of a cold pool? It's 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 like you can't. How would you describe the feeling of that cold? It's not like a cold pool. It's it's a weird inner freeze almost. How how would you talk about? The, yeah, that? I mean, it's just like a deep freeze. I mean, that's why I like it because I'm starting to get like bursitis and some of my joints. So. You know, uh, I do that a couple times a week, and I don't get inflammation in my joints, so it works out for me. Do you go full? Because the one he, I'm, we're here in New York, and they didn't have; they only had the one where your head was above. Um, do, do you go to the full immersion one where you have to wear the mask, or does your head stick out? No, my head sticks out. I haven't been able to do one of the walk-in ones. Kind of freaked out about that one. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, that's scary. Are you a little? Cla- I'm a little claustrophobic. Are you? 
Um, not really. It's just that I don't really want to be getting my head in there because, for one, I'm not naturally a cold person. I'm from the desert, so I can do saunas, but the cold kind of is tough. And what has the cryotherapy done for you? Has it, like, really helped? Because I've heard people say, yes, it helps. I've heard people say, no, it doesn't help. For me, it helps me just maintain. Um, I'm able to, to go do my workouts, do it a few times a week, and it's just like doing an ice bath, but a little easier. So in uh, one thing I've really noticed, I do it before strength conditioning, and usually I'm so tired from the week that I don't want to do conditioning. <laughs> um, and if I do that, I feel like full of energy, and, and I have my best workouts. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't feel much. I don't know why the back of my right leg was hurting so much when I did it. Um, I, mean, I don't tolerate pain very well. And uh, the back of my right leg was just really in agony. And you have those big, dumb wooden shoes on. And I was just humiliated. And I made them open the door. <laughs> I just... Yeah, some of the machines are, are you know, different. Uh, some are older. I've seen people get, like, little burns, you know, like freezer burn uh, or irritations. So I think it depends on how good the machine is. Cub, this is Jamie. Uh, is the fight in Utah, or you're going there for something else? Yeah, the fight's in Salt Lake. And is that a higher elevation than Albuquerque? No, it's actually like a thousand feet lower. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Okay, right on. And your fight is the featured fight on Fight Pass. What do you think about that on the Fight Pass prelims? Like when I used to fight, and uh, I had my fight on the, I fought a bunch of times on the prelims, and uh, I never gave a shit. I used to be like, look, man, I get it out of the way, and if it's a good fight, they usually show it anyway, like on the uh, on the main card. Maybe sometimes after the main event, if it's early and whatnot. But uh, I never gave a shit. I'd have an early night, and then just take a shower and chill out and watch the rest of the fights. How do you feel about that being on the Fight Pass prelims? The featured bout. I'm, I'm kind of on the same boat. You know, I'm like, at first I was like, all right, I thought I was a co-main. Now I'm on fight pass. Okay. To me, it was more wrapping my head around. I was under the impression I was co-main event, and that if for some reason the main event fell off, I would maybe have to switch to five fives. So I had my head wrapped around that, and then finding I was on fight pass, it was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I guess I'll, I'll have an early night and. I'll be able to, you know, go out and eat. That'd be uh, a change of things because usually when you fight late at night, everything's closed. Oh, uh, yeah. Bars are shut down. Food, food. There's nowhere to find food, and that's like my biggest pet peeve. Is I'm starving after my fights, oh, especially in Utah. <laughs> yeah, there's not much happening. Yeah. Gigs. There's not a lot <laughs> happening in Utah. Do they give you any numbers on like when you fight on the uh, fight pass? Like, can you find out how many people were watching online? Uh, I'd like to know. Um, I don't yet, but I'd like to know because um, I know they're probably using our names to kind of, you know, push the fight pass. So um hoping we do well. Yeah, because I love fight pass. I, I think it's money well spent, and I'm always tuning into the prelims. I think that's good that they put a big name like yourself on the fight pass prelims because it makes me that much more excited to check it out. And then, of course, now with the regular prelims being on either Fox Sports 2 or Fox Sports 1, it's like I'll switch from each one. I'll go back and forth, and it's it's interesting. And what do you think of Karajiri, man? This guy's got a ton of experience. He's a super stud. I mean, everybody is, but he's his fight with Dennis, I mean, that was a that was a tough fight, but he's uh, the guy's a gamer strong wrestling background what do you think about him i mean he's been around forever um he, he's a little ball of muscle I, I you know i know what he's gonna do he's he's got some real weird stand-up which is tricky um but i mean all in all i feel confident at this point in my career i feel like i'm still making strides uh i don't really know if he is but i mean it doesn't really matter right? i'm just 
happy to be fighting a guy with a name like that, somebody that I've been watching for a long time. And, um, you know, I just an excited matchup. So I'm going to go out there and really try to take him out in the first. That made me really happy. That'd be awesome, man. And I know you, you just rebounded, man, because you were coming off a couple of losses. Then you rebounded. You got a win in your last fight. And uh, how great did that feel? I, I personally, in my career, more than once, I had a couple back-to-back losses. And it's just people don't understand. Fighting alone is pressure. I don't care if you're on a win streak. if you come, But it's just so much worse when you're coming off losses as far as with that pressure, if you could let it get to you. Um, and again, it, it, well, the more losses, the more pressure adds on. So when you're coming off back-to-back losses, it does feel like your back is against the wall. And how does it feel to get that monkey off your back now? Do you, do you feel like, all right, man, Mike, I wiped that uh, slate clean, and now I'm ready to uh, fucking fuck somebody up? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself in my last fight because, you know, coming off of uh, a second broken jaw, um, my ninth broken hand, my, my fifth surgery – um, taking a year off, it was kind of like, all right, did you just have, you know, two bad fights, two bad matchups? Um, obviously, you got some holes in your game you got to fix. But the one big question was, do you still got it? And and so that was my question. And I wanted an opponent that was going to threaten me where, you know, I was supposedly had holes in my game. And I wanted to test myself and, and show everyone that I'm fixing those holes. So, I mean, that was that was it. And, and having those questions in my head, you know, made it very emotional uh, to get the win. I wanted to ask you about a broken jaw. Uh, Matt, have you ever had your jaw broken? Yeah. Oh, you have? <laughs> it just seems like to me, cause my breathing is very bad. I have very bad sinuses and I'm always congested. So when your jaw, when you get your jaw broken, how long is it before you can actually open your mouth and, and breathe comfortably? Uh, well, you have to get it wired for six weeks. And then, you know, maybe a week after that of rubber bands. To kind of help guide the jaw up and down and not kind of heal going sideways. But I mean, yeah, so six, seven weeks. Do you have pretty, any panic with that? Like, do you shitty. panic? No, it's, I never panicked once because I knew that if I panicked, then there was no going back. So, you know, I always just, just mentally stayed calm. Okay, when you were feeling like a little like claustrophobic mm-hmm. or something, you just kind of stay like, all right, just relax. Panic never helps. Anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. no. I mean, if you're like locked in a you know, in the trunk of a car and you start to freak out, you're not just, it's not going to help you get out. It's just going to make you hyperventilate, you know, so you just rather stay calm. That's true. Or it's going to make Pesci and De Niro stab you. We saw that <laughs> fucking worked out for Billy Bats. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't work out great for him, did it? <laughs> He's the guy in the picture. Cub, <laughs> did, did, do you still train with Tim Bradley? Um, we haven't trained since he left our gym. Um, but, I mean, he lives, like, literally around the corner. But he's a pretty private person, so I see him around and say what's up. But yeah, I'd love to train with him again. I learned a lot from him in our, in our time training together. Um, but I, I got tons of great boxers around me all the time. Right on. Um, and uh, you, you know, you're a Jackson Wink fighter, and uh, you were you've trained on your own before. But uh, things have not been going smoothly in Albuquerque. Are they better at this point? Uh, things have been great. We had a couple of losses just recently, but, you know, the the way the gym has been lately since we moved over and got the bigger facility, there's tons of people in here, and uh, morale's been up. So it, it's kind of funny whenever people talk about any kind of drama with any fighter or any, anything in the gym, you never see it in the gym. It's always 
people that aren't here that that talk. Okay, so but inside you guys really can't feel that you're just you're busy doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, we're all just training, you know. Nice. So every, fights come up, you know. There's big fights coming up, you know, almost every weekend, you know, once a month are the really big ones. So guys are always getting ready. So it's just on to the next one, on to the next one. It it seems like too with Jackson Wink, it's like these anybody can lose, but I don't feel like the real estate is damaged. Like I'm always excited to see Holly Holm or Orlovsky or John Jones or yeah. yourself. Do you, do you feel the same way? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we're training hard. We're not, there's there's literally nothing else to do here but train. So <laughs> Albuquerque. Um, I know. Yeah, when I'm here, I'm going to be in shape, and, and uh, you know, I'm pushing myself to limit. So, you know, I know all the other guys, and, and we got so many tough guys here. And you know, there's so many good matchups you can make. And let me ask you, because uh, the um, the title holder in the division with Connor, you know, and he's stepping away, fighting at 170 for a little bit. How do you feel about that? That he's not even in the division for now. He's out fighting um, at this higher weight. What do you give a shit? I think it's kind of a joke. I think it's slapping the face to all of us. You know, it's kind of ridiculous. You know, we, we had a, a champion, you know, that, that kind of rarely fought. And so, you know, he's been the champion forever. Then he loses the new champion, his excitement, then he leaves the division. <laughs> Honestly, he doesn't look like he's coming back. I mean, he says he is, and we'll see. There was He had such a hard time making the weight before now he's fighting at 170, so he's obviously enjoying food, enjoying, yeah. you know, making his body adjust to that weight. I just don't see him making 145 again. Um, so it, it's kind of irritating that we're, you know, we're just fighting, and, and you know that's fine. And Kawajiri came up like, from 35. No, he was a 55er back in the day. But didn't he fight Dominic Cruz? No, nah, that was a different Japanese no. guy. How dare you? <laughs> That was Mizugaki. Mitsugaki. Yeah, Jamie. I'm sorry, Tom. It happens. I tried telling him that before. He just would listen. We were, me and Jimmy were both shaking our head. You couldn't see it. No, no. Yeah. Don't, don't say oh, it. Don't go there. Say it, Jamie. <laughs> hey, when you, you you start, I think I guess your first uh, professional fight was in 2004, and uh, right before mm -hmm. then, right before you went pro, where were you fighting? That was my first fight. Did, did you did you not fight in amateur fights before, or in those really those really? Uh, unsanctioned fights no they were there was never fights before that you know like in california there was no amateurs just like hey do you want to fight like yeah pro fight in mexico in a club okay and what uh, was the difference was fighting there and here in mexico yeah meaning was there any difference in the setup or how you how you felt about the way it was run or was it just the same thing to you or, or it was, was a it was a san diego promotion and it was actually ran by Eric Del Fierro, the the coach of Alliance. So we, you know, it was in the ring, which is a little different. The coolest part of it, it was in a, a man-made cave called the, the Baby Rock in Tijuana. So it was like a four, three stories, and everybody looked kind of like around a ring looking down. Um, so it was like kind of like a fight club, and, and the whole place echoed. And, and it was only like maybe four or five hundred people, um, you know, shoulder to shoulder. But it was just it was so loud in there. Sounds like so fucking pretty, Thunderdome. Pretty, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now, did you do anything in Tijuana when you were finished? Because I like you know, young guy, young fighter down there. You fight. What do you do after? Do you come back home or do you make a few stops first? 
Now people always want to mix stops, but I, I just, all I wanted to do is go uh, get some tacos and and uh, and eat. That's all I ever want to do. Oh, are you, are you, you don't want to stop off one of those alleys? Why don't you tell us what you did in, in I've never, been there. I've never been there, but I know what I would probably do. So it's like I the donkey show. No, 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 no. I, I auditioned for that. I didn't get it. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I feel. <laughs> I feel what Cubs talking about, man. After I fought uh, and with, with a St. Pierre, I was in Texas, and I made my guys, I go, look, man, I just went back to my room, and I made them find me a meatball hero somewhere. I don't know where the fuck they went, but I go, guys, I don't care if you got to drive out of state, get me something, meatball palm or something, because I'm dying. It's better than sex, the food, after a, uh, <laughs> after, right, Cub? Am I lying? You want to eat something? You're talking man, about like, your tacos, right? Yeah. After a fight? You no, know, it's like. You're, you've been stressed out all day, and you finally get it done. You're just like, I just want a food. I want some food. Yeah, man. And you're like, dieting for like, I've, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, usually I've, uh, a couple times I've refused to talk to the media backstage. I was like, until somebody gives me some fucking cookies, I'm not talking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not leaving the room. Dude, who else? Yeah. Someone else just told us they held out for food, too, before they talked to the media. Dude, that was me. I wasn't going to start the show today. <laughs> I wasn't starting the show today unless Jamie gave him one of his uh, feminine mus- muffins. <laughs> <laughs> Sunflowers. You know, somebody else said that they held bad. They wouldn't talk to the media until they got food. I That's true, but dieting for months, dude, like two or three months. And then, uh, you know the deal, Cub, after you make weight, you're still not eating shit because you don't want to eat dirty then. You don't want to still put clean food in you. So then the second you get yeah. done fighting, that's it, man. I just want to, it's like that movie from, it was a Kentucky Fried movie sure. when they, guy's been, <laughs> I forgot the guy was, what, they put him away for a while. So he gets out of jail. Is he going to eat the chicken or fuck the chick? And he fucks the chicken. He starts fucking the fucking, <laughs> you ever see that? No, but. I, oh, I, Kentucky Fried I, movie. You never saw that movie? I don't remember that. When I was a kid, I saw it, but I can't, I can't recall it. <laughs> they're sentenced, they sentenced the guy to jail and they're like, where's jail? Detroit. They, they just sentenced yeah, him to yeah, live in Detroit. Like, no. Cub knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> hey, Cub, any more, anything else with the acting? I remember I, I told you when I saw you that uh, I liked you. You were in uh, Kingdom. I love that. Oh, that show, Kingdom, is great. I don't have direct TV anymore. You guys ever watch Kingdom? No. no yeah, but Cub it. was in there, and he was, guess what? He was playing a fighter. And uh, he, <laughs> Right, Cub? It was a great show, man. And yeah. it's still going, and I'm, I'm hooked to it. Uh, I, I think it's a great show. It's, you know, about it. fighters and drama. That's, yeah. that's definitely... Uh, realistic yeah, they that's it that's the word realistic they really capture the feel of it even dana likes it and dana yeah. does dana doesn't like anything i'll no. tell you doesn't like watch anything but he got hooked because we were going to visit the set when we were shooting to look at dana white looking for a fight and uh, we visited the set and uh so we they gave us the dvds to try to catch up on it just to get involved to see what the hell we're walking into and we all got hooked on it <laughs> it's such a good show man you'd like it Jimmy. yeah those guys were at 200 yeah. Yeah, yeah, good guys yeah, too. Yeah. Really good all guys. The actors are awesome. They're Very like, cool people. I keep in touch with them all the time. It's just pretty cool. Uh, Hunter, uh, he, Tucker, sorry, he comes down to Palm Springs and we hang out sometimes. Uh, and then uh, I actually, Nick Jonas hooked me up with tickets after, you know, me taking the fall on the fight scene with him. Uh, he hooked me up with tickets for all my sisters to go watch his show, so it was pretty cool. Ah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I met that whole cast. What a bunch of nice people. And they're very passionate about it. Wait, Nick Jonas from the Jonas Brothers? Yeah, I didn't meet him. Yeah. Wait, he, he's in the show, or you did something else with him? Yeah, he no, plays he's a fighter. I think. Oh, I haven't seen him. He plays one of the fighters. How'd you like the schedule, like the hurry up and wait on a set? <laughs> well, it was, it was literally four weeks to the day before I fought Jeremy Stevens, and... We shot for like 14 hours, and I was just 
getting annoyed because they like when we were in doing the fight scene, they had to cover my Swanson tattoo and then with makeup and then uh, they kind of blended it in. It was really cool. But then they kept having to spray uh, like some kind of canola oil on me to make it look like I was sweating. Yeah. And they probably, they probably redid it maybe 15 times. And towards the end, it was like choking me up and I was like pushing the lady away from me like, no, I'm I'm done with this stuff. You're choking me. Yeah, and then how much uh, so makes was, it into the was, show? Yeah, so I mean, it's like it's such a small part, but man, it was just frustrating doing it over and over and over and over. So yeah, they do that sometimes. That the redundancy, or there's a camera problem, or a lighting problem, and the worst is like when the fucking makeup person just got to come over and dab your nose. It's like stop fucking touching me. <laughs> Yeah, nuts. After a while, I just it gets old. And you're just like, all right, get out of my face. All right, well, uh, you are fighting on uh, August 6th in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah. You are uh, you're fighting... Uh, not a Mitsugaki. No. <laughs> you're not fighting Mitsugaki. Uh, a Kawajiri. <laughs> and uh, good luck, man. And, uh, you know, hopefully you get uh, two straight. Yeah, Cub. Good luck, man. Ah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys are watching at least. Oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll definitely watch. 100%, dude. Them, for sure. I'm going to put them down the first for sure. Oh, good. Nice, man. Hey, by the way, one more question. When you're on like the undercard or the prelims, do you root for quick knockouts on the main card? Because a lot of times they'll just show earlier fights yeah, to make up yeah. the time. So you, you really root for some quick knockouts if you if you have a fight earlier. Well, no, because if I get a knockout, I'm, I'm rooting for all boring fights so I can get a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> That's okay. a good. That's a freaking good point, man. That's a really good point. <laughs> hey, go ahead, that, go ahead. It makes my night better, you know. Yeah. Hey, Cub. Before you go, what about uh, weight classes in between one uh, fifty-five and seventy? Have, have you ever thought about that, or like, could they do that, or is there not enough talent in the pool? No. Here's the thing. They're they're already talking about how the the carts. They're, they're trying to get people fights. You know, they they have a bunch of stars in the roster. There's tons of guys. It makes more sense to have more belts more super fights, you know what I mean? Yeah. That way we can be jumping in between. I could fight 50, I could fight 55, you know. There, there should be, you know, weight classes every five pounds. They should have, like, 12 champions that are fighting all the time to put on every card. You know, it, to me, it makes sense. You don't have to add to the rosters. People are just going to slide up and down in those slots. Yeah. And it makes for more super fights. So I don't get why not. It's probably going to happen sooner or later. That's one of the things I always wished about, man. Because like 155, like I'm, I'm, I'm very short, but I'm very <laughs> wide, and it would always, I'd be like Gollum getting off that scale. And like 170, I wasn't a, I wasn't the big dude, especially by nowadays standards. You know what I mean? So I was like, oh man, give me a 65, give me a 60, 160. That last five pounds yeah. sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely, you know, I think the 70 and then. The heavyweight division, there's some there's some big gaps in there. I think it's a little unfair. And, but I think where they're going to start is the women. They're, I think they're probably going to do the 125. They kind of have already started, but there's no belt. That's true. All right. That's true. The women are great. All right, hey, Cub, man, thanks for hanging out with us and, and then bullshitting. Yeah, thank you, man, very much. And uh, and good Bye, luck no on uh, August the 6th. All right, guys, thanks. All right, Take buddy. Care. Take care. Nice guy. Yeah, good dude, man. Well-rounded fighter, man. And he's and he's one of those guys that you you always want to watch. So yeah. you're gonna want to watch Fight Pass for that. That's why they got him as the future thing because yeah, they, they want to hype that thing up and and 
and they put the right guys to do it. You know what I mean? So people are gonna want to watch Cub fight because they always do because he's an he, he win lose draw. That guy that guy comes after you. So all right, I guess we're, Jim, uh, Jimmy, no, no, Jim, can we get Jimmy uh, to sleep now? I, I, I feel tired, so bad, man. Jimmy. No, no. First of all, you did you you were, you were fucking awesome today. I just as I'm always. Just, oh, stop! I'm you're my hero in here with these microphones. Oh, you are. You are. Don't I'm touch just me. Tired. I'm only kidding. <laughs> okay, you're right. I should. Have. I just Listen to me. You know what I did learn though is that I am lactating still, and I'm never wearing this shirt again. Why? It's a good shirt. It, for it's you such a nice shirt. No, it's such a nice shirt, and I wear the. I had a dress shirt. That I, I remember it was the same color and it looks so. And these, these shirts look good because I look svelte. Look at me. With this. You, do, you do look really. That's well, a great away. No, yeah. taking away. In December. Taking, listen. Where'd you get this shirt? The shirt's nice. No? A pack yeah, it's, of nice. it's a nice shirt. What yeah. is it? Is it a. It is no, a, no, I got a. Um, fucking. A butt of mine, Cashel. Uh, 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 <laughs> he does a Cashel fashion. Good dude, man. He gets to be. I buy like five of this. You guys might think I wear the same shit every day. I get like five of the same shirts if I like them. But that fit me nice because sure. you know what um, we, we always thing. talk about us being yeah. weird shaped, like, built weird. So I get the shirts that fit me nice, and and I usually get black. Like I'm a little fucking Italian Johnny Cash. I just like because it just makes me. It just it it doesn't show this. Fuck! If I was wearing the same shirt black like I normally do. <laughs> It wouldn't be as obvious. Jim, right now, Jimmy's like, dude, fuck you. I want a bed. Fuck you no, and your no, lactating I, titties. I got to go fucking do- fucking sweaty Italian fuck. No, I got to go do voiceover oh, for something. Fuck. I can't- Really? Yeah. What, for a movie or something? For the Yeah, I did the scene with uh, De Niro in a comedy- and I have to go do a couple oh, of voice voiceovers. Yeah. Oh, I voice- thought it was nice. like a cartoon doing a voice fucking no, thing. No, no, that'd be real money. That'd be awful. That'd be awesome. This is just pickup stuff. Yeah. But I have to do it today. I think we're going to end, but I mean, I, I listen, Jimmy, I have such a good time. You know what I'm excited about? Seeing you tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Matt and I have two days in a row. <laughs> well, we're going to be on the same level because I think I made up I'll for the energy. Tomorrow. I'm so sweaty. You were great. I got- I gotta. I'm gonna go get another workout in before I fucking crash. And Jamie, so nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. I feel we bonded right off the bat because of the shirt. It's great. Fucking army of darkness. And what about your podcast too? Oh yeah, we gotta plug your podcast. Oh yeah, plug some shit. Yeah, I got a couple recent episodes. I had Jim Brewer on. It's hilarious. People gotta hear that. that Jim's great. He's he's got a you know a metal album now. Get out, real? Yeah. Is it a a comedy thing or is it a real thing? Yeah, but it's actually good. It is actually good. The song is a hit. And then uh, I got uh, Ken Casey from Dropkick Murphys on their most recent one and Mark from Periphery. But yeah, it's it's on iTunes or you can go to gasdigitalnetwork.com and subscribe. My show is only a couple bucks a month or you can get the whole- What is your show? It's the Josta Show. Okay. And uh, Or you can get the whole network, but make sure you use my code, J-A-S-T-A, if I can get that plug in sure. there. Good. Gasdigitalnetwork.com. Louis J. Gomez is on there. Ralph Sutton, Big J. Orkerson. They have a MMA podcast. Uh, and a Game of Thrones podcast. They got a oh, the network scroll. Nerdgasm. Yes. Don't get me talking about that. We won't leave. Jimmy will fucking kill me. No, I won't. I fucking love Game of Thrones. You into that me too? Me too. Oh my God. I read all the books. I'm dude, freaking dude, out. I'll get you too. Fucking get, we're gonna have to get you back in here and just talk about that for sure. We and could actually, geek out. I, I wore the game. Of- I read all the books too, man. You did all the books. I can't wait. I'm love it, man. And did you see they're gonna go to season, season eight. eight? Yeah. What? They're gonna go to season eight. Yeah, yeah. They got a couple more. We yeah. had those guys on here, you know. You did. Yeah, the we creators. had the uh, the creators. Did you see Great. the? Did you see the porn videos of the one who Dinklage was fucking? Remember the girlfriend of Dinklage's? No, the but real it, hot one who was in a, in a brothel. Oh yeah. And then she became. But she plays a she plays a whore, but yeah. she she was uh, she did. Porn. Uh, she did porn. Yeah. Wow. Does really? she look good doing? Yeah. Porn? Off the air later yeah. on. Let me know about that. I <laughs> just want to see. I want to see her acting in that. It's very good. Is it? Yeah. She. she the Game of Thrones. She had a bit, bit more dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She didn't say much. The other movie I saw, she went. <laughs> 
I'm going to be in Australia um, September 9, 10, 11. I'm going halfway across the earth for three days. That's called being a dumb motherfucker. Also going to be in uh, Minneapolis and Pittsburgh coming up and Toronto and a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm shooting a special soon. I will announce where. So check me out at jimnorton.com if you want to come see my act. Please, I would love to have you there. Dude, man, I'd love to go there. But I'm going to be in Strong Island teaching some arm locks if I'm not on the road with Dana White looking for a fight. Okay. That's all I'm doing. Good. SarahBJJ.com. Oh, yeah. Can I plug HatebreedVIP.com? Let's just keep plugging away. HatebreedVIP.com. Calgary, Edmonton, and St. Petersburg, Florida are sold out, but the rest of the dates have a couple left. HatebreedVIP.com. That's the the, the meet and greet. You get a sign. We're on the cover of Revolver Magazine from May, I think. You get a signed copy of that and some other cool items. Cool. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, it's, man. It's it was great chilling with you, man. I wore the Game of Thrones shirt when I was on Opie and Jimmy, so yeah. I didn't want to, you know, I was, I, no, I, made, I understand. I didn't want to wear it again because I thought, oh. you know, you'd call me out on it. So I, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done I might have noticed normally, but I'm, when I'm this tired, I, I literally, I wouldn't notice anything. You're a fucking warrior. Well, you're, you really are. What do you oh. got? Like a gambling problem? Why do you work so much? Um, I, I'm just afraid of everything being taken away. Okay. It's, it's called feeling like I'm hanging on by my fucking fingernails every second. You got a high mortgage? What is it? I do, but it's not even the mortgage. When I was fully paid off in my old place, that didn't matter. Okay. You're a workaholic. Fucking workaholic. Lonely man. All right, well. All right, people. We're out. See you guys on Thursday. Thanks, guys. This has been a digital media production. Find your voice. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And it's your last chance to get more fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this limited-time bundle ends June 30th. Save now at cedarpoint.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.